Welcome into Mammoth College Finding Scots Football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM, at which it will be starting Monday, AM 1330, FM 95.7. We'll talk about that as the game goes along today. We're switching over our simulcast FM station from 94.1 to 95.7, getting a little bit more of a broader reach. We'll talk about that again as uh, as the game goes along today. But we got Scots football today. And it is a uh, more of a football-like weather, a little hazy out there, a little mist falling, and a little bit chillier. I'm Sean Temple, alongside Brent Dugan. This is more like it. Yeah, this is. I mean, we... Um, I'm not saying I like it, but it's more like it. Well, we, we like it because <laughs> we're here in the booth not getting any mist in our in our delicate hair that we have uh, uh, on each one of our heads. And that's a delicate way of putting it, actually. <laughs> no, uh, I see we were talking um, about an hour ago about how there might be a crowd that might be less than last week with homecoming week and so forth. But I do look down there and it looks like there's quite a few recruits that I saw all shake hands of coach Braun and, and some of the coaching staff. And so that brings a little bit more uh, fanfare, but uh, obviously with the weather, the way it is with the mist, uh, not a, not a, a crowd of w- that we saw last week, I guess. And, and obviously it might be a late arriving crowd, like a Dodger crowd. <laughs> there you go. We're in L.A. today. Yeah, it might be coming in at the second or third inning here. but uh, A Laker game has broken out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a much different crowd than we had last week. A great crowd for homecoming. And then with fall break this week, uh, I know uh, Nathan Believe of the SID was scrambling for workers. He's always scrambling for workers on winter break to fall break. So uh, it's just one of those weeks. And hopefully we'll get a good enough crowd here to get – if the Scots pushed off to win, they need one. They are tied with uh, two other teams. Last week they were tied in a five-way tie for second. Well, that thinned out a little bit after last week. They're still in a three-way tie for second with Cornell, who they played today, and also Illinois College, who they've lost to. All of those teams uh, are behind uh, Lake Forest by one game in the standings as we have reached the halfway point in the season. And you got to give Sean Temple, listeners, you got to give Sean Temple a lot of credit. He's already figuring out the tiebreaker situation just in case we beat Lake Forest or there's a, uh, somehow they're a three- or four-way tie uh, with, with it just being this early in the season. I say early in the season, midway through the season, I should say. Uh, but still, those tiebreaker situations that we don't think are going to play a factor did last year. I think the year before that they did. So it's something that we've kind of taken a, uh, I guess, a looking at early in the season and now midway through the season. It, it gets to be really important uh, to how many quarters you win or – you're in the lead of after that quarter. So it gets very important in how they do the tiebreaker situation after the head-to-head goes by. Contrary to what my wife believes, I do learn as I go with some things. And instead of scrambling for eight weeks of uh, tiebreaker situations in, in week 10 last week, I'm going to try to keep it as we go along here. Uh, I see that. And, and, and <laughs> be proud. kudos to you because <laughs> it gets real complicated uh, with that. But with today's social um, – I guess, attraction to all what the other teams are doing. Um, We definitely want to keep a kind of a, uh, I I guess, a side eye to that, Mm -hmm. just in case it plays a factor later in the year. But uh, more importantly, Mom's College just got to take care of themselves going forward, beat Lake Forest on this field later in the year, and keep the wind tallying up. And once that happens, I think it will just take care of itself. You coaches are, are something else. I remember bringing this up to Coach Braun before week 10 last week, and he was like, I, I, 
you keep track. I, I'm going to try to win a football game this week and see how it, see how it plays out. Did he play one of his timeouts <laughs> yeah, already? Right time Don't even mention it. Stop talking. <laughs> Don't even mention it. Because I can be kind of a jinx on local sports radio. This is the Kellogg Printing <laughs> pregame show. It's been on the public square in Monmouth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. The game powered today by the United Way of Greater Warren County. 100% of your donations directly impact our local communities. Brent and I broadcasting from the Vic Royce Furniture Broadcast booth. I got a chance to talk to head coach Chad Braun back on Monday morning on his Monday morning spot on the WREM morning show at 820. We'll come back with that Monmouth Farm and Home Realty free game coaches interview in 30 seconds. Scott's football taking on the Cornell Rams here on WREM. Welcome back to April's Lone Memorial Stadium as both teams uh, take the field here as we get ready for kickoff, get ready for the uh, uh, National Anthem. Have played the National Anthem yet? You and I were sitting here chit-chatting. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe they, no, I don't think they did. I don't think they did. It looks like Cornell's is getting lined up for the uh, National Anthem, so we'll spend a little bit of time here and then take it back to the studio for a couple minutes. Your National Anthem is sponsored by Dame Fine Coffee. It's not just good, it's Dame Fine in Monmouth, Galesburg, and Burlington. Your Kehoe Eye Care officials... Brought to you by Kehoe Eye Care and Monmouth and Gelser. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. So we're getting ready for the National Anthem. We'll take it back to the studio for a couple minutes, and we'll come back with the kickoff. Monmouth College, Cornell College, AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and com. Welcome back to college football here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network as we are getting ready for the coin flip now. That'll give us plenty of time to get to our keys to the game. Midwest Bank sponsors our keys to the game, your locally owned community bank investing in you. Member FDIC, I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan. Brent Dugan, what is our keys to the game for a Scots win today? Well, I think we'll get to this as the game goes along, but I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. We have some starters out today. We were kind of a late-notice thing that, uh, you know, some guys just gained time decisions or, you know, all week they could have been questionable or doubtful or whatever, but today they couldn't play. Kicking game, uh, you know, we got an inexperienced kicker there, and not that, that oh, we hope that plays a factor, but we got a defensive back out. we got – an offensive lineman at, at, uh, that uh, will be gone today, and, and even a linebacker. So I think the key to the game is, you know, and, and Coach Braun has done a very good job of this, is the next guy up. And what is he going to bring as a program guy, and, and how is that going to play a factor? I think that's the key of the game today. How do those guys take that next step forward and replace, and, and I use that word loosely, replace those guys that are going to be gone or hurt today? And that's an important part of this game. And I think here we are with the second-place tie. It's going to play a big factor in this game. And, and obviously home field, home field advantage for Monmouth. But still, you got to have those guys. And, and they're in a – I don't want to say a, a non-trusting position, but they're just, you, the trust is still a question mark and how they're going to perform today. So I think that's the key to the game day and how those Monmouth College guys take that next step forward just to kind of replace the guys that are going to be gone. Something to keep an eye on for absolutely sure. That uh, that brings us to our uniform sponsor, sponsored by MC Sport and More. We were at MC Sport and More. You and I, lot well, you were there all morning. I was there for you and I were both there for I an hour. Slept there. <laughs> I was there till nine thirty. Uh, that's that's way. I uh, see. I'm sure there's some. There's still some tags on some stuff here, right in front of us from MC Sport and More with this cool chilly day. But they're sponsoring our uniform sponsors. Uh, you and I do an hour of sports talk before uh, Monmouth College home games. In, uh, in here at uh, in downtown Monmouth. The Scots in their red tops with the white bottoms, white helmets, with Scots across the uh, helmet there, the uh, or the, excuse me, the big M. And the Cornell Rams in their white tops, white bottoms with the purple trim, purple numbers. That is your MC Sportmore uniform sponsors. It looks like the Scots are going to keep 
They're going to kick off this ball game. So Alec Hessen filling in once again this week for Cody Zelf. Did a decent job last week. What was he? <laughs> he put up a lot of points. I think he was nine for nine on extra points. Had one blocked, or they'd have hit that magic 70 mark. Short kick off to the 22 up the middle. Ooh, good return out near the 40-yard line out to the 39 by the Cornell Rams. So they have good field position. Yeah, and I, I didn't really mention this to the keys of the game. Footing might be a little bit of an issue today. There's a little light mist out there. There's a cooler temperature. Uh, it could, you know, slippage of the ball, throwing it. It could be fumbles that we have to talk about. But uh, I just saw the you know, kicker, when he hit that, he kind of slipped into it a little bit, hence the reason it didn't travel as far as it did last week when he was kicking almost to the goal line. I, uh, I had the high school game last night, and it was dry as a bone, believe it or not. At least it didn't rain. It was, the field was very wet. It didn't rain during the game, but there were some fields around here that got deluged. All right, first play from scrimmage, Cornell Rams. little play-action pass over the middle, complete at the 46, shaking a tackle, still on his feet is uh, Trey Birdsong. I believe he's the leading uh, receiver for the uh, Cornell Rams. He is, and we, I recall his name being called in the past, the Birdsong name, and I think they had a nice tight end to go with him a couple years ago or last year. But, oh, I remember uh, the tight end. Yeah, yeah I can't yeah, remember yeah. his name offhand, but I know he was a big old hoss of a, of a player. We'll get to the starting lineups here in uh, just a minute as soon as they finish this play. Uh, interesting for the Cornell Rams, the receivers do not go to the huddle. They have trips left, one receiver to the wide, to the near side here. Cornell going from left to right as you're looking at your radio dial. So receiver here split to the short side on the right hash. Now that receiver is in motion as Birdsong. The fake, the keep by the quarterback. John Smith, nowhere. It'll be second and ten after the first play, first down. And we talked about Hardnett on the, on the early show, uh, pre-gate to the tailgate show at MC Sport. But uh, I did see him do a nice job of kind of filling the hole, say, hey, but you didn't, you're not going this direction in the hole where it was designed to go. Made the guy cut back, and when he cut back, cut back into a couple different tacklers from Mom College. Second and 10. Scott's winners 69-6 to right here last week uh, against, uh, who did they play last week? Grinnell. Grinnell, yeah. Over the middle, complete at the 46-yard line of Monmouth College. Takes it close to first down yardage. That's going to be really close. Really yeah, close. Suck up on the night. I recall that as a kicker in the NFL. And it suck up was a kicker in the NFL. It is a kicker. Oh, right. The first down marker looks like you got it. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna wave them down. So it'll be first and ten for the Cornell Rams. For the Scots, they'll start along the defensive line. Sincere Brent, Jeremiah Harden, who uh, again a guy that we've been talking about a lot in the last couple of weeks. Nick Serrano, your linebackers, Tevin Baker, Tanner Tomaski, Caleb Endicott, and a new guy filling in for uh, Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles, the law firm of Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles, at least we got that put in, is Jonah Hutton. Defensive backs, Nick Harris, Michael Lord, uh, Andre Barnes filling in for a hurt Marcus Albers, and Rocky and Spinks from Galesburg. Gomez on the carry, went off tackle here, and so far, and, and we always like to talk about that as the key to the game, too, is just make them one-dimensional, and so far the running game for Cornell has not been uh, let's say very attractive. Uh, they've had two two runs for negative. Well, that, he got two yards out of that. How do yeah, I was yards? just looking across there too. It's second like eight. I don't know how he got two there. But anyway, long story short, on that, uh, the passing game seems to give the Cornell quick outs and, and button hooks they've run so far, and it's only four or five plays in the game. That's what they're trying to take advantage of with Mom College defense. Snap back to Smith. Little right receiver bubble screen complete. Gets the corner turned. Did he get enough to see where he marked him out of bounds? I think he's going to be a little short. Is there a late flag there? Or was that somebody's jersey or whatever? Nope. No flag. My eyes are deceiving me. 
it's way over there. Yeah, I, uh, I thought I see him bend down and actually pick something up before he got the run. It's gonna be short. So third and one, a long one, maybe a short two, inside the thirty-five yard line, down to the thirty-three of the Scots. Cornell on the move. They only average twenty-three points a game. They're three and two. They average twenty-three points a game and give up thirty-two points a game. So that's a nine-point disparity, and you're three and two. Yeah, and and we're gonna keep an eye on this because the key is the game. But Andre Barnes uh, was. Looks like he's getting held on that little bubble screen there, but uh, no call. Off the right side, trying to get the first down on the hard ground. Bet. He is not going to get there. There's that There's that guy again. Yeah. Hartnett. Hartnett. He just grabbed him from the uh, – basically grabbed his jersey from the backside there and kept him in out. This is a fourth and two. And, yeah, they're definitely in four-down territory at the 34. Not not really in field goal range. And, hey, we got a little sun breaking out here, Sean. Yeah, I'll have to take my long johns off for this morning. <laughs> Two, four. Don't be doing that in front of me, please. <laughs> Cornell under center to Smith. And, and they got some movement on Cornell. Well, both teams point at one another. <laughs> well, Mama Cole, you know how that goes. The Mama Cole's defensive front threw the flag. Because <laughs> they. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And what? it will be against Cornell. That'll make it fourth and seven ish now. Still going to go for it, but that takes the running play yep. probably out of the mix. And. And if I was Monmouth College right now, I'd be jumping routes, and they haven't shown any. Any well, who here? Look at their punt teams coming out now. Oh, how big a call is that? Wow, from the 39 of the Scots, and yeah, I wouldn't be totally sold here on whether they're going to punt this, but we're we'll in the game for a fake. Is that Gomez there? There's also their punter. Yes. Yep. I did see that so, on, the, uh, on the on the two deep. They may have to take a time out here. It comes late. Substitutions coming in for down, down to five on the play clock. Down to three, two, one. They do get it snapped. Kick, line drive kick. Wow. It's going to bounce. It's going to get, it's got to get to the end oh, zone. Oh, he's in the end zone. He was in the end zone. you got to call that a touchback. Yeah, there, oh, this, there you go. There's the, there's the signal finally. Just a line drive kick. It almost hit the alignment. It was such a. Uh, it went underneath the lineman's legs. I didn't even know it was so low. We saw that a little bit last week with Grinnell, and. That punter, I can't recall his name offhand, did a nice job all day of getting nice rolls. Uh, maybe that's one of the things they said, hey, why don't we try that in our scheme? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe something you're going to see more often as, as time goes along is, is punts uh, similar to that is uh, um, just kind of the line drive thing because he did a fantastic job. I think I said something to Coach Braun during the pregame interview that the punter had to come off the field saying, hey, I've, I've put them inside the 10 three times here. This is not on me. There's for a six, late nine flag. Point. We didn't see this flag, but they're talking to Cornell. And, oh, how big a call is that offside? Now it's fourth and two. They're going to go for it. Oh, I didn't even see that. That had to have been. So now you're going to go for it again. Well, we're going to go back and forth in five-yard penalties here. But that does change the command oh, sure. things and how they're going to go for it. That's, that's a long two yards, it looks like to me. Yeah, they're going to put the football down on the 33-yard line of the Scots. Yeah, I think the offense is probably going to come back out here. You know, here, here's a better taste, I guess, uh, to this. If you stop them, you're actually going to improve your field position. Good point. Yeah, uh, if you get a stop here, you're you're in better shape than the touchback. In the touchback, yeah. Now, offense back on the field for Cornell with 11.02 to go, first quarter. Penalty has given them a chance to maybe pick it up here. They are going to run it off the left oh. side. Is he going to get there? Boy, that's. I think that's going to be a Sunset little short. Is on the sticks. Oh, yeah, that's close. 
Well, the defense is coming off the field for the Scots. Uh, they think they've got to stop. Well, of course they do. <laughs> they're all point. The offense is staying on for Cornell. Get the credit cards out because you're going to. They're going to. Oh, yeah, they're going to. They're going to play Scott's football. They got to stop. You're right. They have, that's a that's a great catch. They improved their field position there by about what? 11 yards. 11 yards. So the offense will come out for the first time for the Scots. Starting offense for Mama, that quarterback Carter Boyer, running back Dylan Bone and uh, H back Dylan Bone, tailback McCade Brooks, your wide receivers Nate Thornton, Nick Obsaint, Jackson Bergen. Got a couple new guys on the line. Colby McMillan at left tackle, left guard is T.J. Schroeder. Center today is going to be Mikey Benzia filling in for Derek Brown. Malik Boxley at right guard and right tackle is going to be Derek Brown moving from center. First play from scrimmage, not a whole lot there for the scouts on the ground. Yeah, I'm not too sure on the blocking and how that was supposed to be zone blocking or whatever, but the left, or I'm sorry, to be the right defensive end, I uh, didn't get a number there. Did not even get blocked, so <laughs> easy tackle, and uh, hence the reason it was only a one-yard gain couple new linemen in here, or linemen moving positions, and then a new lineman in, a freshman, Mikey Benzia, gets a start today for the uh, Monmouth College Fighting Scots. Benzia is a freshman from Orlando, Florida. Second and nine for the Scots. Out of the shotgun is Boyer. Play action, and this is his wide receiver, Jackson Bergren. Oh, excuse me, that's uh, Bishop. Brendan Bishop. Yeah. We've, that's another name we've been calling a lot. Yeah, last two weeks he's, he's been really the go-to guy, to be honest with you, with uh, probably double coverage on Thornton. And not that those guys aren't still making plays, but Thornton and Bergeron have been the guys to go to uh, up until like the fourth fifth game of the year. And now it's been kind of the Bishop show. And I'm saying it's kind of, we've been calling his name a little bit as well. Just another talented weapon in that wide receiver room for the fighting scout. Third and nine. Two receivers to the right, one left. Sidecar behind or beside Boyer. He'll roll right, looking, looking, still looking. Throws it up and just kind of, I don't know if he's just throwing that one yeah, away. Yeah, Bishop came back to him and he thought he was going deep on that one. I think he seen he was, well, I mean, it was a, obviously a, play, a design roll right, but maybe Bishop did not see him thinking he was in trouble. So this is one of the keys of the game we were mentioning. Uh, new new punter uh, with Zelk being out this, today, and, and we'll see how this plays out. But, uh, you know, this is one of those who-do-you-trust type things, and the guys can step up. As, as the program evolves, we always call these guys' name. That's a pretty good punt That's right a here. really good punt. That's going to drive wow. the returner back to the 23. And, and the Scots, even with the long well, now they're going to let the uh, returner get out over the 30, but – even with a deep kick like that from, from Hessen, that's a pretty nice kick there from, from Alec. I believe that's Hessen. Yeah, 13. Yeah. He burned that's that one. First, he didn't have to punt last week. He did. He was 9 for 9 on extra points and then had one block, so uh, officially 9 for 10, however that works, but did not have to punt, obviously, with 69 points. So that's his first collegiate punt. Yeah, it only had been, what, a 30-yard net, 32-yard net, but still. Probably about a 10-yard return. Yeah, he's about at 40 yards. Under 10 minutes, 9.55 to go. No score here in the first quarter. Smith in the offense of the Rams. He'll roll right. Still looking, still looking, still looking. Got a little time. Now he's running out of time and room. And Tevin Baker tracks him down, hits him inbounds, and taken well inside the uh, Scott's sideline there. But the contact was made in the field of play. Yeah, there was definitely not a, a 15-yard rough, you know, he gets a sack that. That's a minus uh that's a minus yeah, three sack. Or more more the reason why he was really high telling after the 
Baker got to get contact here. At least got to get contact. And, and you know, you get, Tevin Baker gets credit for the sack, but what coverage we had downfield? I was kind of watching eyeball on both, and, and during that particular play. But yeah, it was, it was good coverage downfield. Second and thirteen for the Rams. Like Scotts might be bringing Summit now, dropping off in coverage. Play action. No, they do hand it to the running back, and he's got a good chunk Ooh, of that thirteen man. there. He got about twelve of it, eleven of it, before he was taken down. The sideline judges have about a yard difference in ooh. I bet you that Cornell coach isn't happy with that spot. I thought he got at least within a yard of it, and they're going to say he's two yards short. The here. Cornell coaching staff was not happy on the last drive on that fourth down on how that was spotted. I guarantee he's in his ear, the referee's ear over there, sideline judge, because uh, I see the referee kind of turning towards the sideline. He's, he's like, would you guys mark that? And to his defense, he had him a yard more than that. Um, but this sideline judge on the Mom side had him a little bit less. Third and two. The give to Gomez up the middle, hit at the line of scrimmage, spins off, but does have just enough, about a half a yard. The initial uh, contact, if we if we stop in there, it's going to be a fourth and one. But uh, his, he spun out of that tackle, as you mentioned, and nice run by him and Gomez, that is. And we know he's their main ball carrier. But uh, other than that draw play that they had on that, on that uh, last – Two possessions there. Uh, we kind of put a silence to their running game. Gomez has 89 carries coming into today. The next highest for the uh, Rams is uh, the quarterback John Smith with 29. So yeah, he's going to get uh, workhorse. He's going to be the workhorse today. First and ten at the 44-yard line. Rams own 44. Play action. Rolling left is Smith. Runs out of time. Throws it complete at the 43-yard line of the Scots. Hit as he caught it. I thought maybe they might be able to jar that loose. Well, that's another. That's another iffy spot there. They're saying the 44. Wow. They made contact at least the 43 this, or 42. <laughs> this is what I always question. I mean, not you're questioning a lot about football, but he kind of when he caught it, he came down with it, but then he juggled it again. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So officially, you should be reestablishing yep. your yardage. Which when he juggled it, he kind of basically digressed in his his yardage gained, and that would have been behind the sticks, but oh well. First and 10 at the 44-yard line of the Scots. 7.20 to go first quarter, no score. Smith. Oh, he hit Oh, boy, he took a couple steps to the right, did not quite a complete roll, but is that Secaucus again? Yes. And, and he got held on the play. Secaucus. And still made the tackle well behind the line of scrimmage back into Cornell territory back at the 47-yard line. It will be second and about 19, not quite to Parker-Dugan range. And he got held on that play. I mean, that's what I was seeing right off the bat. I think even some of the the fair weather fans. Oh, yeah, more people moving into the stands, though. You know what? I, I, later riding I, I think you're the about. control of Mother Nature because you said you didn't <laughs> get rained on last night. Everybody in Midwest Illinois did. And then today the sun pops out as you you began talking. <laughs> right. Uh, finally, maybe getting through to Mother Nature. Stepping up with the pocket is Smith. Throws short at midfield. Complete. That is Cole Reed. He's got the most catches for Cornell, but Trey Birdsong is uh, far exceeding his yardage total. And Barnes uh, on the tack, Barnes Jr. on the tackle there, and hit a little zone coverage right at the base of the. the the 10-yard stick, not the, the first down marker, but the 10-yard stick. So they had a little bit of a zone coverage on that particular play, and that underneath route that he was running you know, basically came right into Barnes' territory before the tackle. Back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be third and 10. 
two receivers here to the to the uh, wide side of the field, here to the right, one to the left, looking out to the left. Now looking back to the right at Smith under pressure. Just just avoids a sack, pulls up, throws it down the field. And mom, she's it, open. It finds mom. And she gets her first target today for you uh, people that like to uh, peruse the gambling sites. You can pay attention to those targets. Mom just got one there. <laughs> well, and good decision on his end. Again, I compliment the coverage downfield. The pressure up front uh, with Hardnett, and actually I think Tevin Baker was giving some uh, pressure there as well. But nice job by Mom College defensive front. That'll bring the punt team out on fourth and ten. Cornell had something going there, but boy, that sack. That was a deep sack, too. That took them all out of sorts. The uh, soccer style, rugby style kick. It's at the 15, rolling. They're going to get it stopped at the one. Scott's again. Well, what is it with Scott's bringing the best out of their opposing punters? Because well, not only that, we started off this way last week, if you recall, like inside the 10 or 5. Multiple times, and then they, you know, Mom College's offense sustained a nice drive. And how? And speaking of that, 72 plays for 720 yards last week, 10 yards of play. Unbelievable! 10 unbelievable. yards of play. That is unbelievable. That was a that was a record-setting performance. 720 yards last week. Unbelievable offense for the Scots. And a lot, of, a lot of that came on the ground. Ooh, oh. Dropped. Bergeron, and Bergeron. You know, we don't talk about him dropping it very often. No, that, I think he must. I mean, he was so wide open. He had to have been looking up to see where he was going to go after the catch. Yeah. And we saw Nate do that last week, too. And we talk about those guys being sure-handed. And surely we don't want to talk any, uh, you know, that that's just one of those things that happens very few times. And not one of those things you can kind of count on. Second and ten for the Scots. As Carter Boyer setting up about the middle of the end zone. Straight ahead. Is that uh, Brooks. McKay Brooks? And a little bit more room to work with. The lineman for the Scots ended up having, uh, having a helmet off. Now he's got to come off the field for a play. Can't tell the number. That might be that, might be that Malik. Is that Malik Boxley? No. Brown. Derek Brown. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Derek Brown, uh, who's still in it. That's a right tackle today for the Scots with the, the center, or uh, the right tackle, James Conner. Not here today. Going to have to call timeout. Have timeout. So, well, you can call timeout. He can go back in the game, correct? Yeah, that's so a good maybe point. that's why. And with them being a little bit light, well, one light of lineman lineman today. That and this, you know, this is third and deep in your own territory. So this is an important play. That's that's a great catch by you with with Brown being able to go back in. And if you are a little shorthanded today. And even though it's the first quarter, you know you don't you don't you can't take your timeouts into halftime with you. Yeah, we talked about last week they had they kept two on the board if you remember, and with the punt game, um, I'm not saying suspect, but just a rookie <laughs> uh, with the punt game and Doug being out because they it, you know this third and six call is a big call. more important than normal. Yeah. We've got a new timeout sponsor uh, to go along with Tinkham's Electric. I've, I've said Tinkham's Electric timeouts uh, about a, a million times in 10 years. Culligan of Monmouth. It's a Culligan of Monmouth water break where your first three months on any water treatment system is only nine ninety five a month. So this timeout sponsored by Culligan of Monmouth. Welcome aboard. That's the first one I've seen you read in a while. <laughs> you, you got the Tinkham Electric, the Robert Thompson touchdown. You got all that stuff memorized and and. Kudos to you. Of course, you, you say it in your sleep, I'm sure. <laughs> as many touchdowns as, many as, touchdowns as and games that you have scored done. the last yep. two weeks. All right, Scott's back on the field following the timeout. 
the snap back to Boyer. Looking on third and seven. Steps up in the pocket. Going to run. Not going to quite get there. Out over the 10. Takes a pretty good pop. Ooh, he, he might did. have it. That, that, he really ben, got a spin guy in the first down, didn't it? They did. They're going to move the sticks. Boy, what a big pickup by Carter Boyer. With everything considered, that's a huge pickup by Boyer. You know, one thing with uh, Monmouth College's offense, and it's been a uh, high-powered offense most of the year, except for the IC game, which we'll just talk about, not talk about that game. <laughs> but uh, have you noticed that Thornton's been in motion more this game than, than we've called this year? I mean, I haven't seen him go in motion that often. As I say, it, as Berger, he said, Berger goes in motion. A little, little, uh, little flare out to him. Uh, Berger down the left sideline, out of bounds, but that is going to come back. Flag flies. I'm saying. Um, pushing the ball back or a holding call, which he's got his arms in the air. You now he's pleading his case with one of his coaches on the sideline. Coach, I really didn't do it. I really didn't do it. Yeah, but that guy in the stripes said you did. So Yeah, that's going to bring a nice gain by Berger down this left sideline out near the 30. That's going to bring it back and cost us Scott's 10. Or is that going to be a half the distance? No, that's, well, that might be half the distance. We'll take it inside the 10 regardless. Marcavis Hall just uh, went off the field. Uh, defensive lineman, six foot three forty nine. What a hustle that player that guy That's is. Big boy right there. And hence that the reason a... I think we're going off tackle more so than up the middle because he's in that nose guard position. First down and about 15 for the Scots. First and 14 officially on the board. That is McKay Brooks bouncing off a couple of tacklers oh, nice out of the run. 15. That's going to get a good chunk of that back. About six of it back. It'll make it second and about nine. Wait till they put the stick down. It is second and nine. And with Marquevis out of the lineup at that, you know, 350 pounds of girth there, they got him out of the lineup. That's what Mom College took advantage of, running the ball up the middle. Boyer with Brooks beside him. Straight back to pass. Looks. Got a man open. Nate Thornton at the 27. Pushed out of bounds out of the 30. At about the 30, let's see where they spot it. 35-yard line. First and 10 for the Scots. A simulation sports in Monmouth first down. It's so ironic. The weather will never put a damper on the fun when you book an event at simulation sports. Perfect for parties, company events, or fundraisers. First and 10 for the Scots with 3.20 to go. How many times have you said that this year? Thornton open. <laughs> right. It just always seems to be open. Brooks trying to get to the right edge. And gets a gain out near the 40 yard line, about the 39, about a third, three yard gain out to the 38. It'll be, is it second, seven, or is it third? You guys are tough. That's three and a half yard gain. You don't get that half yard. <laughs> it's, is it, it's just second down. There we go. Okay. It is second down. And we got third on the stick across the way. He's having trouble. There you go. I got her down. That rookie too. crew we got going on over there. <laughs> we were just talking about the crew before the ball game. Second and seven. After the three-yard gain by Brooks. To give to Brooks again. He's got a little bit bigger hole there. Gets near the 45. He'll be a little short of the first down, but just by about a yard. Well, we talked about this um, before the game, and I think it was even off the air, Sean, that Cornell's defense has given up a lot of run yards. So I think that'll be the basically the strategy and plan of attack today. Quickly to the line of scrimmage go the Scots on third and one. The give to Brooks. Trying to get to the 45-second effort. I think he's got it just over the 45. And it ain't by much. <laughs> you and I were both. 
Lena, I hit my head on the window right next to me. Lena, body language. Yeah. We he didn't it. get it by much. And that that's two plays on this, this drive alone that just because they either gave that extra effort or spun out of that tackle has given that first down on a third and short. So good sustained drive here. We talked about that all last week, but um, Mount College put another sustained drive together. Simulation sports first down under two minutes here. Straight back to pass is Boyer. Step into the pocket. He's got a deep throw. Catch at the 40-yard line. What a great catch by Nick Obstain. He was out in front of him a little bit, and he just caught it by about eight fingertips is what he caught that ball by. You're exactly right. Holy cow. You know, I'm a quarterback by trade. That that moon's been long passed by. But (laughs) but, quarterback, uh, always a quarterback. Always a quarterback. (laughs) There's a heck of a delivery in a window there that also led to that nice – it was just a nice play all, all around. First and 10 for the Scots. Simulation sports on the big game Rublik. down to the 23-yard line. Now Rublik squirts through the 20. And you said that a lot this year, too, where he'll, he'll just come bouncing out of a pack of players, and he always gets those yards. Both He and Brooks, I will say that for both of them in the running game. And I know we had a slew of running backs last week that got positive yards against Grinnell's defense. It just had to be worn down after that game last week. But uh, nice, nice uh Young crew we got going, coming through with the, the running backs. Boy, your little sidearm throw out to the 10. Into the end zone for Jackson Bergeron. Great 17-yard play with 43.5, and I did not want to say it, but I've seen that they picked up the tempo a little bit. If the Scots hold, they're going to win this quarter. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not about that. i seen them pick the tempo, but I didn't want to say anything until they got in the end zone, but it, it just seemed to me like they picked their tempo up a little bit. They're trying to get in by the end of the quarter. Good, good catch. And here's the other thing. That was a 99-yard drive. Yes, another one. Another one, which, you know, you can't beat a school record more than that, right? <laughs> I mean, at least tied it. They had 90-plus uh, three times last week. And the extra point gets blocked. It's still loose on the ground, picked up by Cornell. Just need to make the tackle. and uh, Another uh, one block. Hesson was nine for nine on the kicks, uh, obviously, on the kicks that weren't blocked, but he did have one block last week, and he gets the first one blocked here as the uh, coach goes out there with his hands up. Like, what happened there, fellas? So the extra point is no good, but a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for the Scots gives them a 6 nothing lead with 43.5. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Zorn Memorial Stadium, getting ready for the Farm King kickoff. The family stole with more since 1959. 17-yard touchdown pass from Carter Boyer to Jackson Berger and gets the Scots on the board. They draw first blood here on this gray fall much better kick. football Saturday. Yeah, much better. Down to the 10. Return to the 20. 25. Still on his feet to 30. 35. Another good return. Ooh, Brooks there. showing his linebacker days at South Fulton. Come up and made a nice stick on the sideline. If there is anything that I, and I'm watching Coach Braun right here, looking a little, little, little flustered on the sideline. If there's anything that he could have wanted better in the past two seasons, it's kick coverage. I think. Yeah, you and I, and even the punt return coverage, uh, our punt coverage, we've talked about that numerous times, and how that's played big, big factors in bigger games. Um, you know, sometimes the blowouts, you kind of forget about those sure. things. But uh, yeah, that's kind of a big been uh, Keeley's heel of Mama College football and Coach Braun, and I know it's something he – it isn't like they don't practice. No, it, right. It isn't yeah. like that. I mean, no. he's far too good a coach for that. 
and getting loose as Tony Gomez. Nothing up the middle, so he bounced it out oh, to the left. Oh, flag. Come back. Couple flags. Couple flags. Like that guy threw his flag just because his buddy did. <laughs> you know, I, not that you're going alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to wipe out about an eight or nine yard run by, yeah. by Gomez. That's the reason it might have been an eight or nine yard game. Yeah, yeah true. Very true. Yeah. There's a reason usually for everything. Yeah, there's a holding. <laughs> it's going to come back. The flag is laying on the 39. So once they get the football down at the 29, it'll be first and 19. Instead of about a second and one. We are sometimes full of unnecessary information. <laughs> take way too much take way too much but, stuff to the game. <laughs> uh you you, may, you alluded to it a little bit ago or last five minutes ago and twenty six seconds here, this play is the one you want to stop because you win the quarter. You win the quarter. And um, it, it came down to quarters one last year and like you said, if it wasn't the year before, it was is it's twice in the last two or three years for sure. Look at downfield and now under pressure is Smith. Oh, Ooh, almost got him, and then Chicago's jumps back up, tries to make the tackle, and he's going to get plus yardage out of that. I don't know how Smith got out of that to get plus yardage. Wow. Nick Serrano on the play there. He finally ran, run him down. Still second and, and what? 18? Probably 18? they might have got a yard out of that. Yeah, just a yard out of that. It up seemed to the 30. like he, ran, he was running forever and never got anything. In the quarter, right? That is. Okay, there we, there we go. Finally got the end of the quarter. All right, I'm marking one in the uh, Scott's column. <laughs> Everybody's looking around at each other. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, we'll take a one-minute break. It's Scott 6, Cornell 0. We'll be back with Scott's football here on AM 1330. Back underway here in the second quarter. First play from scrimmage on second and 18. Uh, a little little flare pass out to the right, in the uh, flat pass out to the right. And one hops the receiver, so it'll be third and 18 now. Well, and... We talk about just the pressure and what it does, defensive pressure, and Mom College has brought it today. That defensive front has been in the backfield more so than the running backs. But, you know, John Smith there got a little happy foot. He looked to the left, <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, I don't have that much time today. And I came back to the left and short-sided short yeah, himself. He got a little shuffly there, a yeah. little shuffly. shuffly. Third and 18, Smith down the right sideline and double coverage. Thanks in coverage, incomplete. Boy, the receiver almost came back. It made a nice play over the top of Spinks. Really a good attempt out there by, uh, I believe that is either Gavin Sukup or Tyler Cochran, 80-something over there. Yeah, John Smith actually had a nice delivery there and, and threw it up a little bit for grabs. But, uh, yeah, nice coverage by Spinks there. So the punt team is out for the Cornell Rams, who had eight rushing yards in that first quarter, only 47 receiving yards another uh, great quarter of defense. Out, trying to figure out oh, somebody's not out there like they're supposed to be oh. and coach oh, yeah. is letting somebody have it there it is going to be a timeout second one taken by the scots and this is a tinkham's electric timeout if you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust call tinkham's electric at 335-3034 or go to tinkhamselectric.com back in 30 Back underway here. Boy, another nice punt by the Cornell Rams punter. That is going to roll inside the five, down to the one yard line again. That was that is a twenty. That is a what a forty nine and twenty. That's a sixty nine yard punt. Holy cow! And it rolled more than half the way. <laughs> right. Um, although that was a better punt than we saw uh, the couple before that. Um, but we've seen Mama College make ninety yard drives in the last couple games. So. 
nothing for them, but you you want to you want to make sure you're getting good field position. I don't think um, Gabe Ziegler Harris could have done anything differently there to help that situation out. That was kind of a risky play if he tries to go catch that, especially in today's weather. We talked about the the wetness and and air is cooler, so it's not that easy of a catch. The scouts will start at the one again. Ooh, there's a nice hole for McCade Brooks. They're out of trouble. They're out over the 25 to the 20, or excuse me, the, uh, the 15, over the 15, out to the 17-yard line. I'll get you out of trouble quick. 16-yard run. Yeah. Nice run. Compliments to the offensive line on the right side. Uh, definitely a huge hole. Sean Temple could have run through that, folks. <laughs> I'd have got at least three out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Fall forward for another one. I'd have yeah. got four. You would have got three only because you stumbled. <laughs> right. Six nothing Scots nearing the 14 minute mark. Play action, all kinds of time for Boyer, but nobody open. Now he's going to have to run to his left. He's got a little room if he can get the corner turned. It's out over the 20. A little toe tap over there. Got about half of that. I'm going to say maybe a five or six yard run there. Our eagle eyes. He still looks like he got more yardage than that. Maybe step out a little bit before that. I don't know. Must be a really deep drop there. Well, it was good coverage. I looked, uh, unlike you, I saw, I'm starting to spy a little bit in the defensive backfield there. Yeah, I like to go was, different directions, don't we? Looked like there was like 12 <laughs> defensive backs on the field for Cornell there. I seen all kinds of white shirts. No wonder uh, Boyer got a five-yard gain you out of that. you got to compliment that when it happens. That was like a play action, you know. Nice move by Kate Brooks. He made a nice little lateral move there in the back in the backfield. Only got two out of it, but that could have been much worse. Yeah, it looked like he got more than that, didn't it? Still stuck with a third and three, but boy, good penetration there by the Rams. And Cade Brooks made a nice little, little juke move there. So it's third and three. Rubik in, Brooks out. This has kind of been their normal third down package. Shifting. Oh, then oh. they snapped it during the shift. That was not. And a flag on the play. I and think they thought they had Cornell offside. And since the reason they snapped that. It had a couple of linemen shifting. What this Maybe a tight end and a lineman shifting from the left side to the right, and the snap hit one of the uh, one of the guys in motion. Oh, they can call the other line judge. Yeah, this is going to be interesting they're on what discuss, the call is here. Yeah, they're going to discuss what they're having for dinner on the way home. Because it, you got two men in motion at the snap, so that's got to be a penalty right there. I'll start. So that's going to go back to third and eight now, which. As it turned out, could have been better because the, the Scots did get on the uh, snap that hit one of the guys in motion, and it was only a gain or two. So then you're you're stuck with a fourth and one or two. You still got a shot here at third and eight. Coach Freitag just threw that play, whatever it was, out of the playbook. It's some uncharacteristic things from the Scots today, and, and the coaching staff is letting them know about it. Too. I think <laughs> the center was trying to hike the ball as Cornell jumped off sides due to that motion. But the false start comes before the working with the new center today. Yeah, working with the new center, the freshman uh, Benzia, Mikey Benzia, down oh, the right sideline, airing him out. There's Thornton. He's caught it at the 40-yard line of the Rams and pushed out of bounds. Big play for the Scots. Hey, great point, Sean. You know the play that happened before that would have been fourth and short to the punt the football. But now you open the playbook and and the likes of Boyer to Thornton which uh, we take that for granted sometimes. You see guys up here calling the game, but uh, how big a play was that going down the sideline? You and I kind of looked at that, and no offense to Cornell's defensive back, number 28, um, Linus Velder, but he only stands 5'10", 170, and when you got a Thornton at 6'4", and great hands and great length to his arms, 
He's always going to be open. Oh, he's open again. Boyer again. There's Thornton in the oh. alley. He just drops it. Okay, give Beller a little credit. He might have tipped that. He might have got a fingertip on that, which which adjusted Thornton. But he he was two or three yards behind him in the end zone, and just I'm yeah had to have been tipped because it hit him right in the midsection and he dropped it. Oh my! But I think we're going to see a lot of that today. Now Thornton's going to come off. He's probably needs a little little blow here. Yeah. Well, you put Opsing out there, who's no short guy right. either. And his length to his arms and made the great catch earlier in that first quarter. Second and 10 from the 28-yard line of the Rams. Scott's leading 6 nothing. There's oh, McCade man. Brooks down to the 10 or the 20-yard line. And that's where they'll spot the football. So he'll be a little short here. It'll be third and one or two. Third and about two for the Scots with 11.56 to go. Clock moving, 6 nothing lead. And Malik Boxley. What a kick-out block for Brooks there. I don't know if you saw that right there at the line, but he had a heck of a kick-out block, and it led Brooks to that 10-8 well, yard gain. Trips left on third and two. And Boyer will run. Your quarterback draw or draw a little power. Spread him out and then just draw the football. I think he's a little got short. It. Uh, Down to the 18. That's going to be really nice. Looks like. Uh, Woody, Woody, Woody's walking. Scott Woods, Woody said, he didn't wait for the referee. No, and now he's tugging the chain. Somebody's not following yeah, him fast Come on, enough. Weber. Coach Weber's <laughs> over there. He did. He, well, there's two different kind of of uh, humans right there. Uh, it was funny. Woody just took off. He was pulling the chain. Come on, let's go. We're no tall guy, but I think you and I can coach a, a, a post-up Coach Weber over there. First and ten, another simulation sports and moment first down in the red zone of the Rams, and the Scots have been really good in the red zone. Boyer under pressure, rolls right. He will get to the ten, still on his feet, spins down to about the eight. Great run. Is that a first down? He picked up first down there? It is. That's going to be first and goal to go. What a nice job by Boyer using them legs. He did have Dylan Bone open. Uh, Dylan just sat down in that zone, and and he was open. But uh, more importantly – um, he, he went to the safe play and won the run, and, and obviously throwing late across the middle sometimes, you know, that's the cliche of a dangerous play. So, good decision on Coach with, with Carter Boyer. First and goal for the Scots. McCade Brooks trying to pick his way. Wow. Yeah, flag on the play. That's never good at that time and in that spot. Yeah, holding immediately is the initial initial uh, signal from the official. 10.29 to go. Oh, boy. Here's an offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, another one coming off and just barely getting to the sidelines before dropping down. Number 56, Schroeder, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yep. T.J. Schroeder off to the side. Right, here. I don't want to see that with one lineman down already. So. Right. So that will back the football back up to the 18-yard line. It'll be first and goal to go from the 18. You don't want to. We don't want to make any uh, you speculations know. on any injuries, but if it could be one of those that you know you just get rolled up on it hurts, hurts really bad for a while. But you know what's concerning is that coach is that coach Braun over there tending to him? Yeah, <laughs> you know it's serious when the head coach is coach over Braun's there. Braun's not calling plays anyways. <laughs> He's like, I got a little bit of time here. Back to pass is Boyer looking out to his right. He's got Thornton. What a route by Thornton. He gave him a. Stutter, go to a slant, and then made a nice move coming out. And anyone who has been in charge of receivers as a coaching staff 
it's all in how low their hips are coming out of a, a slant go, whatever the case may be. And that was kind of how he, he did that. He It's a drive into the end of the route, and that was a nice job by Thornton. Back to just about the original line of scrimmage. It'll be second and goal from the seventh. It was first and goal from the eighth before the holding penalty. Boyer, you give it to Rublik off the left side. Good job of getting that hold and getting north. Boy, he he rolled in the end zone, so he's got to be close. Looks like the I'm looking at the officials. Looks like they have him at the two. Third and goal to go here from the two. Scott's already up six nothing. Boy, he's not on the down markers. It's way back there. I don't think he's. There's Rublik off the left side trying to pick his way into the end zone. Ooh, he's going to be a little short. Still trying to get him pushed into the end zone. He no signal. One. Down to the one. Fourth and one. What do you do here? You get up two scores? The way he's got him marked looks almost fourth and two and a half. Although it says on the board fourth and one. But yeah, I'm trying to look at this near side official. Looks like he's at the one. So it's fourth and goal from the one. Offense staying on the field. It's about us. I wish you guys would get out of the way. Exactly. I can't see it's the all ball. about media. What is going on with these people? I, the offense is staying on the field. I, I, I like this. You could kick the field goal and go up two scores with nine, but you had your last extra point blocked, and you had one blocked last week. They're going left. I'm balanced left here. Carter Boyer left. Boyer. No. Oh, this isn't going to go no, anywhere. No, it ain't. I think Cornell held him out. Yeah, that's not going to get in. Fourth and goal to go. Boyer coming over and uh, signaling something to the OC. Joe Freitag, maybe he's going to have some ideas once he gets over here. And Cornell, what a big goal line stand for the Rams. Kind of surprising as well as the Scots ran the football last week. And Cornell have penchant for giving up rushing yards. You didn't you didn't come away with a score there. Um, however, you went 96 yards without a score. Um, and you do have Cornell pinned a little bit with not much of a running game, even though Gomez has one or two strong runs. Other than that, uh, you're putting their offense in kind of a, a vicarious position maybe. And let's see how this turns out in this particular drive. Maybe get the ball back in pretty good field position. Smith to give to Gomez. Nope, that's not much there. Trying to get trying to get this quarterback a little room out to the four yard line. Just a gain of a couple there. It'll be second and eight. That was number twenty six, Bobo Browning. Oh man, that's oh, a nice. Oh, I was hoping we get to call that at some point that's today. That's a nice running back name, huh? Bobo Browning. The best name we've gotten the call all season. I was hoping we'd get a chance to to uh, say you, that name today. I think you missed your window too, Bobo Temple. That would have been. <laughs> Awesome. It's a, it's actually Boo Boo. Boo Boo Browning. Boo Boo. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> Boo Boo Browning. I like that. That's a nice name. There's a couple names on the uh, Cornell football name. Football, football name. Football. Yeah. Cool. So tackle. The there you go. Wide receiver here on the left sideline gets out. A little bit more. A little more room for for Smith. As much pressure as the scouts have put on. Smith, the, the more you can get your quarterback not lining up in the end zone, the better off you are. Those quick hitter uh, routes that they run there is just basically not even a route. It's just catch the ball as a quarterback, get it to your receiver, and get up get upfield. I remember Coach Quinn when I coached with him, and I was fortunate enough to do so. That's all he preached. Get north and south as soon as possible. Do not try to make any jukes or whatever. 
incomplete pass in the middle of the field, underthrown. Yeah, no uh, no flag on the play, a little contact, but I don't think that was catchable. That was no, and a Tomasi, good yard or two. Tomasi is going to make the tackle at the sticks anyway, and he's the sure-handed tackler. So, yeah, I know that drive, last drive, Sean didn't go anywhere as far as touchdown and points, but uh, obviously the field position, as long as he doesn't kick a 90-yard punt here. <laughs> not putting it out. I'm not putting it out of question because no. Cornell has – or the opposing punters for this guy the last two weeks have just been, for the most part, fantastic. If he gets this to the one, I'm, I'm you're finishing up this game. <laughs> Hopefully it's our one. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. High boy, kick and overhand. Boy, he drove the returner for the uh, Scots back into his own territory, but he's got a nice little 10-yard return out of it, so he'll be in Ram territory. And that's Gabe Ziegler-Harris, the law firm of Gabe Ziegler-Harris. Taking second the, law uh, firm. The <laughs> second law firm for the Scots. Yeah, a good return there. That was another good punt, though, when you're basically you know, in about your own 10-yard line. You know what I liked about that? There was no way he was going to get any more yardage than what he got, but he got what he could. And and sometimes a punt return, and, and any ball carrier just tries to be too fancy. Yeah, you try too much, and we've seen it. Uh, we see it on Sundays. We see it on Saturdays. We see it on Friday night football. You try to do too too much sometimes, and it's like, nah, just take the five yards because that's what the play calls for at this point. Huh? Boyer's Boyer pulls it out of the uh, belly of the running back. He's still on his feet, down to the 20, still on his feet. What a hard run by Carter Boyer. He came off the field after not getting that fourth and one, and he was fired up. That's a good play call right in the game. And I don't know. You just said you're saying something to the OC, but maybe he's more fired up on his read or lack thereof on that particular play. I should have pulled it. Hey, next time out here, Coach, why don't we run this? I'll read it differently, and hence, uh, what, a 30-some-yard game. So, nice run. Down to the scouts are just about down where they were at. When they gave up the football, it's first and it can get a first down. It looks like just outside the ten. First and ten from the eleven. Boyer quickly, little fade pass in the corner of the end zone. Oh. Burn just out of his reach. Maybe just a little too far, or maybe maybe not a correct route, but just just missed. That was a back shoulder throw and a nice. Uh, you know, I think Carter Boyer would even say this. He's made some nicer deliveries. That one kind of looked like it fluttered out there a little bit. Second and 10 now from the 11. Scott's lead 6 nothing with 6-10 to go here in the first half. Actually, Bertman's looking back at him saying, batting his chest, that's on me. I should have caught it. Good team chemistry there. I, I, I like their team chemistry. Those no, two. no, it was my fault. No, it was my fault. No, it's my okay, fault. Okay, That's what I was <laughs> Rublik off the left side. Inside the 10 down to about the 9. Gain of a couple. It'll be third and 8. I have a little bit of a strategy here as a coach. I always like to throw it from the 10-yard line. Getting me a run that gives me five yards doesn't benefit me just because of the back of the end zone. It limits your route. It limits what you can do in the passing game. I'd rather throw it three times, and I know that you know, putting the ball in the air, bad things can happen sometimes, but I just with Carter Boyer and trusting him and what he does. They're back of the end zone, overthrows his receiver. I went to Euclid. Yeah. That's way out there. All right, here's his first field goal. Is that Brendan Bishop he was looking for? I can't yeah. tell if that's a three Bishop. or an eight. That's Bishop, yeah. yeah Bishop's still running, I think. <laughs> Come back. Come back, Brendan. <laughs> somebody, go, somebody call him an Uber, get him back to the field. Alec Hessen, first field goal attempt as a college. It is. What's the line of scrimmage? The line of scrimmage is the nine, so this will be a 26-27 yarder here. Himself a little bit of room. It's on the left hash, so a little bit of an angle. 
closer you get to the end zone in college, the more angle you have there. And he has got it. Nice kick there from a tough angle. Short field goal, and that's a really, like I say, that's a really tough angle from the hash marks. It's good. 9-0. 531 to go second quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds for the Farm King kickoff. Back here at April's Zone Memorial Stadium, Alec Heston's 26-yard field goal is good. So it's 9-0 Scots now. Kick from Hessen inside the 20 down to the 18. He's got another hole. Boy, he's got a whole lot of room. He's got maybe just a couple guys to beat. Down the right sideline, he's going to take it to the house. And, again, we talk about the kick coverage for the Scots, how it has been an issue the last couple of seasons. Wow, that's a nice return. That's going to be an 80-plus. Boo-boo. Is that Boo-Boo Browning? Boy, we shouldn't have gave him some waste. Way too much credit for him. Compliment his name, but now we're going to have to compliment the way he runs the football. Wow, what an explosion once he caught that. I thought maybe at least two or three of those Scots that looked like they had him on that right sideline might get him pushed out of bounds, but he got past Hessen and then outran the rest. And now the Scots have a guy running on at the last minute here for the extra point. As they will kick the extra point. It is... um, Mitchell Fromm is the uh, kicker. Left footer. Left footer. Oh, okay. yeah. Ooh, high snap. Ooh, and blocked. blocked. And picked oh, up boy. by the Rams. Still loose on the field. Yeah, the Rams do pick it up. <laughs> That's two block kicks we've had today. He, <laughs> I thought he was just going to grab it from the set, from the holder. He was in there so well. If that hit my belly like that, that ball's bouncing to the 50 because that ball, East Center cut that right in his stomach. Was it, it Secaucus? They're giving Secaucus a whole lot of. A lot of love over here on the sidelines. I don't know if uh, if uh, he got in there on that one or not. Anthony Sakaka, yeah, yeah, the only 99 on the roster. So. I think he could have kicked it back to him, really. He's in there so quick. And like I said, center cut right in the gut. He got it. Still a three-point game then. So the, the extra point, it's a wash now. But if you're the Scots, if you do get that extra point, you're up a touchdown now instead of a field goal. So it's, it's a wash, but it's not really a wash. So after the 80... Plus yard, 83 yards officially. Trey Birdsong is who they, they said had the uh, is the official official guy on the on the staffs to get the uh, touchdown return. That makes it nine to six. Yeah, and and you know Coach Braun talked about this. You know against I C, there's just some things missing right now. You know the, they had a couple guys running off on and off the field. You shouldn't have this game week six or seven, whatever it is of. College football, you're talking college athletes. Come on, guys, we got to get this together, and and hence the reason it's only nine picks, I guess. Kick off, spinning. That's out of bounds. Yeah, he's going to roll out of bounds at the five. So the Scots will have good field position here again. Uh, I didn't say again because they either start at about midfield or the one. There's nothing in between for the Scots the last good, couple good of point. weeks. Yeah, good point. It's either really good field position or really bad. But this would be more the midway mark at about the. Uh, the 30-yard line. Well, and it's a level of confidence. 5-yard line, excuse me. I think there's a level of confidence with Carter Boyer and the gang, offensive gang. I just – I feel like they – we don't care if it's at the 1. We don't care if it's at the 35. We don't care if it's at their 35. We're going to put it in the end zone. That's what we plan on doing. And I know they stalled out the last couple – well, three points at least uh, on those two drives. But still, there's a level of confidence when they take the field that they're just going to score every time they touch it. See what the Scots do. They are down to one timeout and still, still plenty of time, starting on their own 35 with 5.18 to go. They lead 9-6 with the football. Uh, but you are down to one timeout now. I have to take a couple of 
a curious timeouts that Coach Braun uh, felt the need to take at the time with, with personnel issues and things. Since it went out at on the left side of the field, you don't get the option. That's why it's misspotted. That's why there's a little bit of delay in this. So you have to, to take, take it, it on, on the right, the right hash. Hash. Okay, that's interesting. Makes point sense. To know. Yeah. It went out of yeah. bounds over here, so that's where mm-hmm. you got to take. You can't. You don't have the option as if it went in the end zone. You have the option of right hash, center cut, or left hash. Learn, learn something new today. Boyer calmly flips it out to Nate Rublick. Rubik out to near the 40-yard line. We'll see 39 is where they'll say he went out. So a gain of four and a little flat pass out to Nate Rublick. Yeah, I think if Carter leads him a little bit more there, he probably gets – he might get the first down, but uh, kind of threw behind him a little bit. And Rublick did a nice job adjusting, catching. Um, I'm still looking at the defensive backs for Cornell. The mom College tall receivers, I just see us taking advantage of that throughout this game. Three of them over there. Now they're going to flare it out to zoom. Look at that. He just got north quick. Gabe Seeker-Harris. Another penalty fall. It's probably going to come back. And a uh, Scott Lyman pulling up a little lane here as well. Somebody probably taking somebody's spot. Not on the uh, Tyreek starter. That is a Tyreek trip. Yeah, and he's from Clearwater, I believe. Florida. One. 402 pounds. That is a he makes large man. He makes the old MC Sports store look small when he gets in there, and, I, and, and that's not uh, making fun of the guy at all. He just He's a just big, a big boy. guy, big human being. And like you said, I think he got rolled up on or something. That's kind of been the story of the offensive line guys this, today. Yeah, he's out there. He's limping around, but he's going to have to suck it up. I'm sure the sidelines are like, hey, we're starting to run out of guys here, fellas. You're going to have to just – at least get us to the Well, and who's kidding who? He's limping off his right leg a little bit. Just use your left leg. I'm sure you're still going to move some people. But like, I mean, 402, you're a big guy. Man. At 402, just get in the way. Second and 11 for the Scots on the yard or the uh, holding call. Boyer, again, flipping it out. Caught by McCade Brooks. And I think you know, they've seen something on film, don't you, Sean? Seen more, of that, more of that today than last all three plays. Yeah, yeah, last three plays have been that. Um, but... They've seen something on film they like out of that particular play. Um, that's the first time I've seen Carter kind of lead the receiver a little bit, the running back, that is. If he'd done it in the last couple of plays, uh, it been bigger plays. But, man, how do you like to get that uh, explosion of Gabe Ziegler-Harris? I know that didn't result into a first down, but what a big play. I liked that it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do, too. Third and seven from the Scots' own 38. Back to pass is Boyer, this time looking downfield. Rolling right, and another, and another holding, and pulling it down. Nice. Oh, heck of a catch by Bishop. Yeah, oh, he out of, bounds. out of bounds, but that's going to come back. And I don't think he was out of bounds. I mean, eagle-eyed Dugan here, I felt like his foot was down. Oh, oh it's going to come back. They'll decline it, I'm sure. That is um Yeah, they Derek decline Brown. it. That'll make it fourth yeah. down. and. Brown's been pleading his case since the flag hit the field. <laughs> he's out there just pleading his case. And he's made the switch today. Normally the uh, center for Monmouth College had to move to a right tackle with James Conner not, not here today. So punt team's going to have to come on. Yeah, that's, that's a good catch that they, that they declined that. Now it makes it even a bigger um, decision that it was not caught in bounds. Well, and here's my soapbox thing. Um, Coaches hate rhythm of the game. I mean, I think has there been some warrant calls out there, flags, whatever? Yes, but it's also taken away from them just any rhythm to this game. That oh, that ball, that ball's not 
Watch yeah. hit a Cornell guy. Ooh, almost hit him. Didn't what? just hit the guy. Almost one of the uh, college bounce though. Going down to block. It does roll <laughs> inside the 30 somehow. That thing, I need to look at the wind. Yeah, the wind, that was right into the wind. They had a pretty strong breeze. I'm looking at the uh, you know, the uh, the flag blowing pretty much straight out and waving pretty good. And I was, was right into the wind. I was laughing at Alex, Alex Hessens. He was basically blowing that ball from his punting position over here. 40 yards downfield. He's trying to get a little bit of body English, <laughs> blowing it further down the field. That was kind of funny. Watching Derek Brown come off. He, as much as he was pleading his case with the official, he was pleading his case with OC Joe Freitag uh, as well. Straight ahead. Not much there on the ground for the Rams again. See what they've got uh, rushing wise. Yeah, before that play, 10 rushing yards today on 12 attempts. It's not getting anywhere. That was a two-yard gain there, so it'll be second and eight. For the Rams, as we get close to the three-minute mark, the Rams do have all three timeouts. They just trail by three here. If you're the Scots, you've got to keep them out of the end zone here to get yourself another another quarter one. Second and eight. Smith almost gets the Scots to jump. Now he'll back out and get the play call from the side. Two receivers right. Sidecar right and two receivers left. Looking out to the left, Overthrow. and yeah. I thought maybe we had a somebody got that. a hand on that. but <laughs> We had a chance at that. that was yeah, so that over looked like it was right to the defensive back for the Scots there. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. That might have been a mix-up on route or something. but That stops the clock, third and eight. That helps the Scots if they want to get the ball back here. Especially missing that timeout. And under the two-minute, the new rule for college football is now you stop the clock on first downs under the two-minute mark. You know, if it's two minutes or more, there's the clock still runs, whereas on first downs that is. Yeah. Um, that's always been a thing in college football that prolonged the game. Third and eight. Get and off up the middle. Down. And he's short, well short, at about the 39 or the 34-yard line. He needed to get to the 38. You know so what I like? Fourth and fourth. If you're the Scots, you call one here? Well, I think Cornell decided, hey, we're going to run the football. Their offense is staying on the field. There, late punting. There you go. Oh, the play clock's down to 25, which is still quite a bit if you're just bringing the punt team out. Endicott came over here. I don't like to look at him grabbing his left shoulder blade or shoulder. Just in one of them games, it, it hasn't seemed physical from up here, you know, several yards away from the field, but it, obviously it must be some – Pretty good hitting going on. You get both a, sides. You get a stinger like that, Sean. It, it does kind of melt your body a little bit. That feeling is not. Cornell's going to call a timeout. Yeah, I think the play clock was getting really close to zero there. So we'll take a timeout ourselves. It is a Culligan of Monmouth water break, where your first three months on any water treatment system is only nine ninety five a month. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Punt team on. Punt is away by Gomez. Ooh, another good. Spiraling punt, takes to oh. kick return for the Scots, back to the 18, drops it, picks it up, and now he's got a decent return out to the 28-yard line. Boy, that could have been disastrous with a minute and a half left in the 9-6 lead if you turn that over. Yeah, there's a good good punt by Gomez. <laughs> he drove the uh, returner, which is Gabe Ziegler-Harris, back about 10 yards. We really haven't commented on the on the weather because it hasn't been as bad as what we once once we got you and I got here. It was a little bit mist and cloudy and kind of lightened up a little bit. That breeze has played a bigger factor than I thought it would. Yeah, it's it's right in the Scots' face right now. So 
this might that also might play a part on how risky you get here. But you've liked your matchup with with Nate Thornton, that's for sure. Boyer back to pass, got a little room to run. He will and gets out of bounds. He's got the first down. Oh, yep. that's a terrible spot. I'm looking. The official was trailing the play way too far. It had no idea where he went out of bounds. We, our spot in the press box is lined up right with right the 40, yep. and I know he got to the 39. Well, they gave him a first down anyway, but, ooh, it was really close. I thought they uh, shorted him we, the yard there. Well, we got the clock going. What's going on here? Yeah, now Coach Braun is uh, pointing at the clock. I'm going to put 10 seconds back up there from 116 to 126. And there we go. Now the scouts have got a chance to catch their breath there a little bit. That might work out in their favor. They're out to the 38-yard line. Just one timeout left. Minute 26 left in the second quarter. Scouts lead 9-6. Oh, they're outside. Free play. play. Free play. Looking down the sideline. Thornton. (laughs) Thornton said, you just led me right into 31. I'm not calling for that, man. He, he was, as the ball was coming, his head moved right to the right to the safety that was coming over to just take his head off. And he said, on the free play, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, you see his head swivel about the same time I did. That five-yard penalty will take it out to the 43. It'll be first and five. I don't know what kind of leg Hassan has as far as where the Scots feel they need to get to just in case they do need the three. And it's into the wind. That's and it's right. into the wind. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see a field goal on this trip. Boyer, got some time. It's going to be a holding call. Complete at the 45-yard line of of the Rams. Down to the 40, there is a flag in, on the uh, far side. And we'll see what the flag is. This is going to be a huge call. The Scots are down to the 40-yard line of the Rams. The flag is laying Carter back Boyer here. Carter throwing his hands in the air. Flag is clear back here on the 37th. Legal shift. Legal shift. That is going to come all the way back. Doggone it. Boy, just uncharacteristic things happening today with the Scots. A lot of pre-snap stuff. A lot of... It's just one of those games. There's no momentum. There's no flow. There's no anything. We're, We're calling it as we see it, but... Up five yards, back five yards. That was the first series, you know, and it's been, <laughs> yeah. it's been that way ever since, uh, just in penalties and taking away big plays. First and ten for the Scots, down to a minute 12. Ain't you lost some seconds on there as well. Snap. Boyer looking out to his right side. Got a man at the 46-yard oh, line. Nice catch. Good hands out in front of him. Catch there by Brendan Bishop. It'll make it second and about three now from the Scots, 45. 55 seconds and ticking. Coach Fry takes says, let's go, let's go. The snap back to Boyer. Calmly throws out to his right to Thornton. And they're going to oh, say his forward progress was geez. stopped. And <laughs> offensive coordinator Joe Freitag is just beside himself that they – Call timeout. Call timeout. The uh, the guy the the official here on the sideline he said his forward progress was stopped so he was he had the clock just winding yeah and I would tell you this he he was late to that spot where Boyer made the run and you and I talked about it. we just had another yard a half two yards on that carry that one oh that that they didn't give a first down on that oh wow wow yeah, that's just I don't know 
Timeout Scots with 36.9. They're going to be faced with a third and one when they get back on the field. This timeout sponsored by Tinkham's Electric. If you're looking for an electrician contractor that you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tinkham'sElectric.com. Interesting. I know they talk about, you know, you know, forward progress is, is the big thing and whether that clock continues to run. But when you're thrown forward out of bounds, how is that not forward progress? Right. I mean, I know you didn't go there willingly because you're suspended in the air. However, you're out of bounds. I I couldn't agree more. And and, I, and like you, I thought the spot was a little short too. <laughs> Nate Thornton is discussing yeah. that with the official right now. Tush tush push thing here and get the first down and then out of timeouts. But the clock will stop inside two seconds to get the uh, to get the uh, stick set. Now, boy, you're looking off to the sideline. Plenty of time on the play clock. Still got 15 seconds. He gives straight ahead. He's yeah. got the first down at the 49. That'll stop the clock till they get the uh Boy, you're like something moved. else there. Did you see him look at right tag a couple different times? First and 10. That is a simulation sports in Mama first down at the 49-yard line. Boyer, this time a deep drop. Throws down the right sideline. He's got... Boy, he's got Thornton at the 35, shakes out of a tackle, oh, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, what a move by Nate Thornton to get in the end zone. Unbelievable. I was like you. I was like, get out of bounds, get out of bounds. Well, I think even Sam Adams, number nine, the defensive back for Cornell, thought the same thing. He ran, he was running towards the sideline to either push him out or whatever, and Thornton said, heck with this, I'm taking this to the house. What a nice move by Thornton to get in the end zone. Wow, that's going to be about what about a fifty? Now where were they at? I don't remember where they were. They were at there. That's a nice move by Thornton. Forty-nine, yeah, fifty-one yarder there for Nate Thornton from Carter Boyer. The extra point is good. All right, your farm, your your uh, take your time there, referee, (laughs) for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain. All he needs for. Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff in 30 seconds. Back here at April's on Memorial Stadium. Scots looked like they were just trying to maybe get in some kind of field goal range there with 13 seconds to go and end up scoring a touchdown on a 51-yarder from Nate Thornton to make it 16-6. to And now a little kick down to the 20-yard line, a little kick, a little pop-up kick to the 20 with under 10 seconds now, 9.9. The Rams, see how risky they get here with 9.9. And quarterback, I mean, from this spot, your your receivers need to get down the field quite a little bit, and that means you're going to need a whole lot of protection. They have a whole lot so far today for Smith. Yeah, I think uh, Cornell, I mean, why would they risk anything with 9.9? If you had a better, I don't know, better field position, maybe you do something different. Yeah. But, uh We've been wrong before, and we hey, let's talk about that Thornton. What a risky play that turned out to be a huge play in this game alone. You know, with it being a tight nine-six game, ends up being now sixteen-six. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't get that touchdown, it's thirteen seconds. It might be ten by the time they get a next snap off, which would have been a uh, definitely a spike of the ball. Straight ahead, yeah. The uh, Cornell Rams just trying to get to the half here, and that will get us to the half. And they are not going to take a timeout to make it 16-6 to as we head into the halftime break for 
Monmouth College and Cornell. The Scots with a 10-point lead. Winning another quarter. I'm making another mark on there. Winning another quarter. All right, we'll be back in three minutes, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, first half a little bit, and then we'll get into our halftime interview with uh, Dwayne Bonifer and also uh, Professor Tiffany Deal Springer. We'll come back in three minutes. Back here at April's Zone Memorial Stadium at the halftime break, which is sponsored by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Scott's lead at the half, 16-6. Could have very easily been 9-6. And then Nate Thornton breaks through with a 50-yard touchdown catch from Carter Boyer on a nice move that – like you said, it was uh, it was it was all or nothing. It was either going to be yeah. <laughs> these are going to be the Scots are probably going in the half with a nine six lead if he gets tackled inbounds, or he takes it to the house and it's sixteen six. But I'll I'll take the latter. I will too, and I'm looking here just real quick at the stats, and and maybe you want to get into this now away, but thirty nine plays, three hundred thirty eight yards. You and I are kind of I don't know complaining is the right word, but we're kind of thinking this is a dull game offensively. But then you look at the stats, you're like. Well, you got 133 yards rushing. You have 205 yards passing and 11-18 with two touchdowns for Carter Porter. So maybe it's not as bad as you and I thought. I, I don't well, know. I mean, here's the thing. We did a 69-point game last maybe week. Maybe that's why. 72 yep. plays for 720 yards. I did an 84-point game last night, 49-35 with Monmouth, Roseville, and Orion. I've called enough touchdowns for the last six days to last a lifetime. Yeah, so you and I, I mean, I, I feel like I've Our been, expectations are up a little bit. Yeah, right maybe now. that's what it is. Uh, a win's a win, and however you get it, really the ultimate goal. But here I, I'm kind of like a little bit um, disappointed in myself and how I feel because I'm like, you know, if I would have went in halftime and I looked at the stat sheet, I'd probably be lighting my team up right now. Hey, guys, we got to get them and look at, look at the stat line, and they're doing the job offensively. It is 16-6. Uh, to 6. Um, yeah, Let's just go. Since we started the stats, we'll just stay with the stats. Your stats are brought to you by Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Your mama Save-A-Lot is looking to add to their team with positions available for a meat cutter, meat wrapper, and a stock person. Save-A-Lot is a discount grocery chain carrying brand names and private labels. You'll enjoy competitive wages in a fast-paced environment. So apply today at Save-A-Lot Foods in Mama. Save-A-Lot of time, save-a-lot of money, save-a-lot food store in Mama. What else you see in on the uh, stat sheet? Well, and here, here you go. I talk about the offense side, the defensive side of the ball. The defense has done its job as well. Gomez, 10 carries, 30 yards. Uh, Boo-Boo, Browning, one carry, two yards. John Smith, the quarterback, three carries, one yard. Um, and then he's 6 of 11 for 51 yards, uh, John Smith is. And really nothing to speak for receiving-wise. Two catches, 15 yards for Reed. Birdsong, two catches, 14 yards. One catch for Leslie uh, for 12 yards. Suck up one catch for 10 yards. So offensively, nothing really that, that kind of shoots out at you. 21 yards rushing and 17 yards of total offense. The defense is doing its job. The long kickoff return is the only score they have, so hence the reason they have six. Six points, and probably the only reason they're in this game, to be honest with you. Otherwise, it'd be a 16 nothing game. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Carter Border, six carries, 68 yards. Brooks, 11 carries, 52 yards, um, with uh, basically a 16, uh, that one carry he had down there at the goal line, 16 yard carry, longest carry. Rublik, four tough, or four carries for 14 tough yards. Carter Border, 11 18, 205, and two TDs. That's not a that anything to shake a stick at, because that's good. Good stat line. Here's a better stat line. Nate Thornton, five catches, 137, 46 yak yardage, and a TD. If he catches the one in the corner of the end zone, 
he'd have two touchdowns and almost 160 yards. If you recall, he dropped that one or he got tipped there. Bob Saint, that great catch he had over the middle of the first quarter, one catch for 31 yards. Bergeron, one catch for 17 yards. Bishop, one catch for seven yards. We'd be talking about a lot more if there wasn't penalties in the way, and that's really the only thing that uh, I kind of like would like to shake my finger at at the at the team. Six penalties, 41 yards. Those 41 yards, yes, they're negative yards, but they've taken away from big plays. We we you know we've gotten big first downs. Well, you talk about the momentum and getting on a roll thing. Yeah, and just getting a little bit of rhythm in the game. And and we talk about these stats aren't bad stats for halftime. Just think of the yardage that uh, you're losing. Maybe you were plus. 15 yards on that particular play, but you're going five yards backwards. That's a 21 yard uh, difference, obviously with the quick quick uh, math that I had to do there. <laughs> but anyway, I, you know, you look at those things. That really not only takes away from yardage, but takes away from the momentum of the game. And you and I both talked about that a whole second quarter. Maybe there'll be some things that change uh, a little bit. And you know, we, we we really didn't see you know talk to keys of the game. Also, Sean, we really didn't see any. Uh, you know, the kicking game did get a block kick. But other than that, he's had an, Alex had a nice punt, a couple punts, and really there hasn't been anything that's kind of shined through on that side of things. Yeah. Which uh, is good. But yeah, and, and we talked about the depth being, you, know, you talked about depth being maybe an issue today, and, and we started to see that maybe towards the end of the first half there. The shots are starting to run out of some linemen here. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to be a question, and, and we'll put it on Bob's shoulders, the trainer, to get everything uh, – uh, up to snuff and get those guys taped up and and throw an ibuprofen or two in them and hopefully they come back out here in the second second half and uh, finish the game. Sixteen six, the Scots lead the Cornell Rams here at the half as we continue on with our LMP Insurance Agency halftime show. Every Scots uh, halftime show, we have the Associate Vice President of Communications and Marketing, Dwayne Bonifer, has a guest for our halftime. It's called Monmouth Campus Scene. His guest this week is Monmouth College professor. Tiffany Deal Springer. We'll come back with Dwayne's interview with Professor Springer in 30 seconds. Back here at April's War Memorial Stadium here on a uh, fall, definitely a fall football Saturday afternoon. No uh, no precipitation in the forecast or no precipitation we've had through the first half, excuse me. A little bit of wind. Looks like the wind has died down a little bit as I'm looking at the flags. It was blowing pretty stiff there in that first half, but... Uh, Story of this one has been uh, Scott's defense. 72 yards of total offense for, for Cornell in the first half, coming off a 136 yards of total offense last week against Cornell. That is just barely over 200 yards of total offense in six quarters. The Scots have yeah, really clamped down on defense. Coach Brown, uh, Braun's got to be really, really pleased with that. And you take away the kick return in, in this game, you know, the 16 just uh, or the zero difference and we'd be talking way different, but, you know, with that six points on the board and you only have 16, and maybe we're just used to too many points by the Scots is the way they've been playing. <laughs> but I don't I don't want to get lulled to sleep in the fact that they're only two scores down. Yeah. Uh, whether that be, a, uh, you know, well, I guess we can't accept the fact that the extra points will be made since there's been two blocked in this game. But, uh, you know, it's only been a 10-point spread. That's only a field goal and an extra point and a touchdown away. So, you never know, and, and that's why you play the game. But I really think Mama College is the best team on the field right now, and I think in the, here in the third quarter, I, I, I feel that they'll fall away. But, you know, a play here or there goes away, goes to Cornell's uh, way or their plants their way, it's going to be a different ball game, that's for sure. Just keep letting them hang around. So it's that way in any Hanging court. around. Hanging around. Hanging around. 
Let's take a look at some scores around the Midwest Conference. Uh, Lake Forest on top at 4-0. Well, they're on top of Grinnell, the aforementioned Grinnell, 40 to nothing at the half. And uh, Lake Forest uh, uh, putting it on Grinnell. What a, what a gauntlet of teams the past two weeks. Uh, Grinnell has had to play Monmouth yeah. College. Thanks, Lake Midwest Forest. Conference. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're Grinnell. <laughs> no breaking. Let's have those two guys right back to back. Absolutely no break in between. Two really uh, two of the best football teams in the Midwest Conference area. Illinois College up on Knox, thirty-four to nothing at the half. They are tied with Monmouth at three and one for second place, along with this Cornell Ram uh, ball club as well. So that's your top four teams in the scores this week. Also got a score from University of Chicago and Ripon. That's kind of a big one. That's an elimination game. I mean, the loser of that was going to have three conference losses. That is that is in reality an elimination game between University of Chicago and Ripon. They're both in trouble anyway. They're out, the loser of that one. True, and, and you know, we talked about this in, in prior uh, games. IC's kind of made that jump from the middle pack to second or third slot, and when that happens, there's somebody that's falling out of that spot, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's uh, University of Chicago, maybe it's Ripon. And you said, did they have a late start today? or what did you- I, Yeah, I think everything's stuck, at least the scores I saw. It's 7-up in Chicago leading Ripon. That's mid-first quarter, so apparently they've had some issues with live stats there for sure and i know ripon hasn't been or isn't as strong this year as they have been in the last couple of years but still um still in the hunt and still still a team you gotta and especially the team that mom's college you're gonna have to see later in the year and you just can't count those w's uh like you really would want to you gotta play the game that's for sure who's gonna get out of the basement lawrence and ripon the bottom two teams at zero and four apiece well beloit's got a 20 to 14 lead on lawrence at the uh, half, Lawrence has lost 15 straight games and uh, within six of Beloit here. So this is one they got to have. Well, you remember late late in the game, uh, Beloit was still in it against Cornell last yeah, week. Sure. Um, so kind of kind of shaking my head at that score, to be honest with you, with Lawrence just giving up so many points, you know, 70 to Monmouth and uh, the, the team they played in the bye week after that, or our bye week, which they played, and, and just teams have been scoring on them at will. All right, we're going to get the second half underway. The Scots will get the football. The kick by yeah, Cornell is going to go out of bounds. Out of way again. out of bounds. That's at the 35-yard line again for the Scots. <laughs> and I, I've obviously never been a, a kicker, but I, it just amazes me how you can miss one that badly when it's just sitting there on a the, – I can see a punt. There's a whole lot of things that's got to happen for a punt. I can see a shank. I don't see a shank on a kickoff. Yeah, when you do that twice, Coach Pfeiffer was already throwing his hands up and – had his headphones off and was barking. I would have went to Mama College's sidelines rather than Cornell's. Yeah, I, just, I just got on the bus and just waited for everybody to be done on that one. All right, Scott's football on their own 35 or yeah, 35 yard line, good field position. And again, it's on that far high. So you're on to something there. I learned something today. I, did, I can't say that I, I knew that. I just thought <laughs> it made sense to me, right? All right, first play from the Scots is to McCade Brooks. Oh, and Jiving. Yeah, somebody got up in Brooks's uh, grill. At least it made contact for sure. And that's contact to the head or something. Six-yard gain for Mr. McCade Brooks. So it'll be second and four. What did McCade have in the first half, did you say? He had 11 carries, 52 yards. So he's adding to that total. And he's had a couple 100-yard games this year, so it's nice to see him get in that, that The run game's been... Just effective enough today. Not, not outstanding, but just effective enough. There's Boyer back to pass. A little flare out to McKay Brooks. Another flat pass. He's going to have the first down out of the 45 to the 46-yard line. Boy, they've ran that a lot today. They have. That's been four or five, maybe even six kind of plays similar to that. 
this little dump passes. Uh, they just don't cover the flats very well out of that outside linebacker position. It'll be a Simulation Sports in Monmouth first down. Simulation Sports is suitable for small or large groups of all ages with golf simulators, batting cages, pool tables, and lounge area equipped with HDTVs. Brooks again off the right side. Knocked off his feet close to the midfield. 49, 49-yard line is where they'll spot football. Gain of a couple there. It'll be second and eight for the Scots. Second and seven or eight right around that area. Got a score in from our game over on AM or on Sunday, ninety-seven point seven WMOI. It is uh, it is uh, West Central losing to uh, Milford Sister Park, eight-man football, twenty-eight to twelve, just starting the fourth quarter. They the uh, West Central is within twenty to twelve, and a score here by MCP gets them down a couple of scores. There's Brooks again. He's got a big chunk of yardage first down into Ram territory. Oh, oh, oh what a block! Number 78, Derek Brown. <laughs> Mercy. That is, and hey, you rarely get to see pancake blocks in center cut of the field, but he continued, to, what do you have this guy, 12 yards down the field? It was and well. Then he, and then the 11th and 12th yard of that block, he pancaked him, which if any time you get to do that as an offensive lineman, that is like their touchdown. I'm guessing there was some uh, some halftime talk with this with this offensive line. Not that they've been bad, but I'm sure there was some halftime talk. Just get for more one. push, yeah. yeah. For one, just to you know, get, you know, need you for one, I need you out there with our depth issues. And Nate Rublick gets a three yard carry to make it second and seven. A little drive going here for the Scots to start the second half. They lead sixteen to six. Twelve and a half minutes left, third quarter. Well, and maybe you're right. Coach Braun and Coach Freitag were probably, you know what, we got to establish a little bit more physicality here. Um, I've seen a couple of the Cornell guys defensively run off the field with little limps and gimps, and maybe that's a little bit of a strategy. Boyer looking downfield. He'll step up in the pocket, still looking. Fires. Got a man at the 22-yard line. Brendan <laughs> Bishop has kind of found a place to squat Ty in the really zone. had a nice uh, – yeah, yeah, I was looking behind the play. Yeah, he got tied up with uh, – with uh, uh, that is Samuel Tokpa. And I don't want to get tied up with uh, Mr. Tripp. Yeah, for sure. Tyreek definitely had a pancake block. There's two blocks in a row we've seen kind of in the middle of the field. Uh, as Mama College game, we talked about that offensive push from the offensive lineman. You said pancake, and Tyreek's ears perked up there. A little flare <laughs> pass out to Bishop. He's got the sideline down to the 10, inside the 10, down to the 8. First and 10 for the Scots. It'll be first and goal to go at the nine-yard line is where they'll, they'll spot the football. Simulation, sports, and Monmouth first down. You know, and maybe Coach Braun's speech was, hey, do you guys remember IC a couple weeks ago? Had it kind of the same feel to that. You know, this game has the kind of the same feel that that game had. And, of course, that second half was kind of just blase as Caden and I did that game and and just no offensive energy at all. But here, here we go, start of the second half, and Monmouth College is just Moving in at will. Throwing out a little bubble screen. Caught by Bishop. Makes the first man miss. Going to get to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard to the eight. Not a whole lot there. but well, They've been throwing outside the numbers a lot today. They have. They're, they're testing whether the, the linebacker, and maybe it's just they feel like the slow linebackers, outside linebackers can't get to the play and running outside the numbers, as you mentioned. So a whole new package of. Players comes off the sideline here for the Scots. They do have two receivers left and two receivers left, one right. You know me, I like to pass here. 
Yes, and it's a good spot to do it, like you were talking about. A little bit of room to work, especially with the tall receivers for the sky. There it is. Lob pass in the corner of the end zone. Caught Jackson Berger oh. for the touchdown. Yes. Did he hang on to it long enough? Because he ended up losing control of it, but I think it was well after. Watch the Cornell coach. He did drop it. Now, when I say drop it, he finished the play. But here's Cornell coaches going nuts over there. Hands in the air, and I'm sure he has some nice things to say. Yeah, he's calling the official down to him. No, he caught it, Coach. No, he didn't. No, yes, he, he did, did not. I, and it looked like he had it long enough. For, the back was turned, so it was in the far corner of the end zone from where our press box is to our left. And it looked like he had it long enough, but the ball did end up on the turf. And in college football, that's definitely, well, Division three has discretionary call and yeah, and the extra point is good as well. So, nice catch by Jackson Berger in the back of the end zone. Robert Thompson trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs. Call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff as Zelk, or I want to say Cody Zelk. I guess extra point is good. We'll be back. Back at April's Zone Memorial Stadium for the Farm King kickoff. A little high end over end kick down to the eight yard line. Nice kick by Hessen. He's with the win this time, though. That helps. There's Birdsong. Got a good return out over the 25 to the 30. I, From what I've seen from Birdsong, I'd keep it away from him. How about you? Yeah. I, they got too deep, right? I'd kick it to the other guy. I mean, we said Boo Boo Brown got the touchdown, but that was Birdsong. And that, my apologies for misquoting or misquoting the name. I just want to say the name again. I did want to say the name. <laughs> I, I kind of want to. I don't offense the mom of college Scott's uh, radio announcing, but wouldn't you want to just call that name more often? Yes. Well, there's any way we can get Boo Boo Browning to play for the Scots next year. Just You'd to say having, the name. You would have Coach Pfeiffer on. So, hey, tell me a little <laughs> bit about Boo Boo Brown. About can you get him more, more carries? First to 10 for the Rams from their own 31. Straight ahead. Gomez still moving wow, the pile. Moving. Still moving the pile. Still moving the pile. They finally blow it dead. Yeah, finally. The Game over with? Yard line. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah, we did the third quarter here. God, man. Yeah, and that's what happens. When when you don't call. Yeah, he's he's in a lot of pain. A Cornell Ram down on the field. And uh, he's holding that right leg. And I know a lineman looked at the, immediately at the sideline once they, they got up to him. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Got rolled up on there, but yeah, you get that pile moving. It's hard to tell what happens when that whole pile hits the ground. That pile did move a little bit, but it was kind of stalemated there at the at the where where they have it down to. But why didn't they call it way before that? And maybe that injury doesn't happen. I don't know. I'm not not impressed right now with some of the sideline judges and their you know they could have called that play dead. Oh, that guy's getting up and trying to run it off. Yeah, he he took two good steps. Now he's now he's. Back to limping again, 53. That is uh, Devin Cuarte. Yeah, he got some really cool names. Cuarte. Football names. Yeah, Marquevis. Boo boo. Yeah, he kind of hopped over there to the bench. It's not really <laughs> a good sign for him playing the rest of the game, but I don't want to speculate on that. Could be a war of attrition today. See who's left standing here at the end of this football game. Under 10 minutes to go, third quarter. Scott's do lead at 23 to 6. Scoring on their first offensive possession. Up the middle. Gomez gets to the 40-yard line, and he's a little short, about a yard short. Wow. Another guy slow to get up. uh, Endicott's having some trouble there with that shoulder. Another man down today. Yeah, look, he's 
We had a stinger. What we thought, we thought of oh, right. a stinger earlier. Right. Yeah, that shoulder is hurting him or bothering him pretty bad. So the scouts are going to have to dig into that depth a little bit more. See who they get out on the field. Who's one we don't normally see out there. Whoever the, ro the rotation at least just got cut down a little bit. It's going to be third and one. Third and about half a yard. Those are the football just over the 40-yard line. Got to get right to the 41 for a first down. Big play here. Down 17 already, 23-6. to six. In motion. Now they'll sneak it straight ahead. Tush push. As the guy in motion got right behind the quarterback and just shoved him at the snap. There's all kinds of talk on that not being you're not being able to do that, but I mean, I, how do you how do you stop it? Yeah, don't, do you don't run the ball like hard at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you police that? You and I talk about offensive line push all the time, and and how is that any different from a regular play? I don't know how you can eliminate that, and that's probably why it hasn't been. No, I, I don't understand the uproar. I really don't. You can't put your hands on the hips of your defensive person and say that's not fair because it is. Yeah. First and 10 from the 42. It well, gets right ahead to Gomez. And out to the 45. So a gain of about three for, for Gomez. It'll be second and seven for the Rams. Are the yellow flag I see laying on this? the official lose a yellow flag? What is that sitting at the 48 on their side? I think that's – I don't know what that is, but it's out of bounds. So. Yeah, I thought maybe – Is that what you're seeing out of bounds? Yeah, order? yeah. Well, well, I think stopping to pick it up. So sufficient. Stopping it on an official flag that y'all dropped or anything. I think Coach Piper just took it out of the official's <laughs> pocket and he's, well, he can't he's, use it anymore. Yeah, they have using us. <laughs> they have uh, hidden the official flag, folks. <laughs> Second and seven, back to pass. Little pump fake down the left sideline. Little back shoulder throw, and oh, there no, it is. Oh no, that's not interference. Yeah, I knew as soon as he started reaching, I was like, oh no, but it's not. Yeah, and it wasn't base guarding because he, he wasn't in his face. He didn't touch. He guy. didn't touch him. They're just saying they didn't. He didn't get a path back to the football. Wave it off. That's not your problem. Wave it off. Come on. Uh, you... Oh, they are going to call that on the Scots. Yeah, I don't understand it. The uh, defender was between the football or between the receiver and the quarterback. The ball was underthrown. Not a whole lot of contact, if any at all. And he wasn't up in his grill, so it wasn't like a face guarding thing. Yeah, I don't. That's just a bad pass. It's not pass interference. It's just a bad pass. Yeah. What, what are you? What are you supposed to do? You didn't touch him. Somebody in the crowd when they hold. There's a there's a flag back oh, here. Okay. I didn't see that. Well, one no, I didn't see that either. There's a flag back, laying back on the 31. I was looking downfield. Pass interference on the Scots. And declined. And roughing the passer on the Scots. So they will accept that one. That would be a 15-yard penalty and move it into Scots' territory. Either way, it's a 15-yard penalty, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's just whatever one you want to take, I guess, huh? If you take a you get so many, you get so many personal fouls and you're kicked out of the game. So if you're Cornell, you want to take the one that could possibly get you kicked yeah, out later. True. Just a thought. Thought. That's true. I never thought of it that way. Now it's all the way down to the 40 yard line of the Scots. It's going to be first and 10. 
nearing the halfway point of the third quarter, 7.51 on the clock. Scouts with a three-score lead, 23-16. to 16. And the uh, the hometown sides here starting to get fired up a little bit. I like it, hearing some cowbells and some screams. Or some yells, I guess. And Gomez go. taken down behind the line of scrimmage for a yard loss at the 41. That'll fire the crowd up even more. Nick Serrano, he did a nice job of fighting off the block and making a low, low tackle there. And like you said, minus one. So I haven't had a chance to actually comment on the crowd. Not a bad crowd here for it fall break. Dodger crowd. Yeah, came rolled in, in a little late. late. Rolled in a little late. Bad traffic on Euclid. <laughs> had a jam up there at the, at the public square. <laughs> Second and 11 from the 41. Everybody was getting their last-minute stuff at NC Sport and Warren. Maybe that's what it was. Back to pass. Pump fake again by oh, Smith. And he's going to be stacked as Tevin Baker was just right behind him. And uh, Smith stepped up in the pocket a little bit and then just stopped. And there was Tevin Baker. You Second know, sack today, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. in the first half. You're correct. See if they actually credit him with one in the first half. You know, we talk about the Secaucus got a sack in the first half, but Baker's not only didn't have enough tackles to be on the list. But there's a there's a toughness in this game, and I certainly wouldn't wouldn't want to be an offensive Ooh, lineman. Man, seventy four got rolled up on on that play, and there's a, they already got an offensive lineman. Monmouth College had a guy that was kind of holding his ankles. I'm sure he got rolled up on. I just wouldn't want to be there. Smith down the sideline, good coverage, and even better. Catch. catch is that a catch? Wow, that is that is absolutely fantastic coverage by the Scots, and that is just a whale of a catch out there. By that's Logan Godfrey, eighty-six. Now eighty-six or eighty-eight? I can't tell if that's a six or an eight. That's old six. eyes. It's a six. Logan Godfrey, what a nice catch by Godfrey. Well, and I was getting ready to make a comment. I, have they run a different route than that fade route? Not really. No, uh, not really. I haven't seen them use the middle of the field hardly at all. No, and I, you know, and I know they're going at Spinks a little bit just because of their what they feel is a little bit of a size advantage with Spinks. Um, what does he stand? Straight ahead, Gomez. Oh, a wildcat action there. They snapped it straight back to Gomez, and yeah, Spinks is five ten, one eighty five. So they're kind of going at their little bit of size advantage, and or what they think is an advantage. There's four, four down territory here, Sean. Yeah, Smith back out as they tried a little wildcat there. Straight uh, snap, direct snap to Gomez. Got about a yard on it. So second and nine. At about the 16-yard line of the Scots. The Rams have not been this deep in Scots territory. Their only touchdown is off the, uh, was it kick return, punt return? Kick return, right? Kick return. Kick return. And as weird as this game has been the whole time, Sean, this really isn't a... The drive itself has kind of been a couple penalties and just one big play. Oh, oh boy! Nice. They try to Good get uh, they try to get the receiver in some space there on the uh, left side. And Andre Barnes Jr. is in for Albers today, who's injured. He's seen uh, that coming. Man. Yeah, he did. Nice job fighting off the little block he had there, but man, great open field tackle as the guy caught it and did a great job on that end. Cole Reed with the catch, and Reed only had uh, two catches for 15 yards in the first half. They've been trying to get him, maybe get him the ball any way they can. Third and 11 now from second and nine. Here comes the house. Nope, they backed it off. And Smith puts it. Oh, I thought it was picked off. It's caught at about the 15 by Birdsong and finally dragged down. (laughs) 
Oh, I thought he threw that right into uh, waiting uh, fighting Scott's hand. Well, he did, but Birdsong came underneath and just caught it, and that was a, what, a one-yard loss maybe, but uh, prevented the turnover. Yeah, that's going to be fourth and 11 here. Yeah, the offense stays on the field down by by 17. Boy, Smith was under some pressure there. He just got rid of it. The vision that you and I had, or the vision on that play that you and I had was definitely an interception. And here comes Birdsong underneath the route. It's like like he jumped the route like a defender would. He did, too. Fourth and 11. I'm calling getting up on this play. Bouncing on the sideline. Back to pass is Smith. Finds a receiver short, nowhere near a first down. Nowhere, barely back to the original line of scrimmage. Boy, that's a curious, that's very curious. Why? I don't understand Ralph to do that. I mean, get it in your playmaker's hands, but you still got to get out of 10 yards. Somehow, Matt Canada has taken over the offensive coordinator position for the Cornell Rams. Because <laughs> I see that every Sunday. <laughs> I know, I do too. <laughs> Cornell has turned from purple and white to black and gold today with that play call. It'd be turned over on downs to the Scots. Yeah, that had no – they got him on the run, but it was a, it was, it was a, a horizontal on the run, not vertical on the run. Scots football. little play action thrown out to the receiver on the right. He's got some yardage, 20, 25. That'll be a first down for the Scots. Another simulation sports in Monmouth first down. Same thing, the Scots, the Scots are doing pretty much the same thing Cornell's been doing. Just everything's been mostly outside the numbers or at least down the sideline or outside the hash, let me put it that way. Yeah, maybe it has a little bit to do with the wind. Maybe it's more down there than what you and I think up here in the booth. But uh, that and, and, you know, there's a wet football and now granted it hasn't had any uh, rain to even about the beginning of the game. But other than that, it hasn't been any rain. So, uh, maybe they're just thinking, let's go this route, and obviously they're getting positive gains out of it. Now the scouts will put it on the ground this time, gain of a couple there for Kate Brooks. <laughs> that didn't look like a, a yard was gained there, but no. with with McCade Brooks, he always gets that extra yard or two. Just this guy, we had a running play where a, a lineman for either side wasn't down. Get hurt, I know. Second and eight up on the board from the 28. Boyer calmly takes the snap, little crossing route. Ooh, nice catch by oh, the he Couldn't quite come up with it. A little low throw there. Boy, if he gets him, if he gets that ball up a little bit, and gets him on the run, he might have got some uh, more yak yards, a whole bunch more yak yards on this total. Well, now it's third and seven. Now it's going to try to get a first down here. With 2.22 left in the third quarter. Scott's up by 17, 23-6. And we'll see what the play call is from the sidelines. You dump it out to the back out of the backfield here. Boyer back to pass under pressure. Goes out to his left. He's got some running room. Throws it out. Oh, he drops it. All Saint drops the pass. I think if he catches that cleanly, I think he gets the necessary yardage. He was about two or three yards short when he made contact with it, but he was on the move. If he catches that, probably a first down. Yeah, because his, his lean stature would have probably, in, in length of his arms and so forth, he would have definitely got the first down, I feel. So on comes the punt team for the Scots, Alec Hesson. And you can't blame Carter Boyer for that delivery. He was you no, know, going yeah. against the grain. and Yeah, that, 
all the Saints over here talking to Boyer about it had to have been saying, all right, that's oh, all. Fall down, Mason. It hits at the 39, takes a Scott's roll down to the 34, 33, 32, and a half. I said Mason. I mean, Alex if he just falls down there, I think we might get a call. I don't know. I would have done some acting on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can sell it, baby. I can, I can sell it. the best of them. To look like, look like a soccer player out there. Look like I got shot from the press box. First and 10 for the Cornell Rams on their own 32-yard line. Pretty good field position for Cornell. Just one score in the second half so far. 16-6 at the half. The uh, Scots score on their first possession of the second half. We've been kind of at a stalemate since. Trips left for the Rams on the wide side of the field. They give. Fumble. Fumble on the play. And did the Scots get it? Oh, that's the Scots and the defenders. Two or three of them with their hands on their helmet. Oh, now they're saying they do have it. At least they jumped up out of the pile like they've got it. That was Daniel Abbasamus Hammer that fumbled the football. Can you Scott say that Paul. name one more time? I mean, you talk about football <laughs> names. Great names on here. Daniel Abbasamus Hammer. Hammer. Just got hammered. Yeah, he did. Put it on the turf. Is that our first turnover of the day? We may have had a fumble or an interception, have we? Oh, you didn't say that out loud. Oh, boy. I should, there All it right. goes. Yep, no fumbles and no interceptions. Oh, there you go. 15-yard penalty <laughs> by the coaching staff over there at Cornell. Is he saying maybe he was down? He was either he's doing jumping be, jacks. It was, it was a late fumble. He's either doing jumping jacks or he's just really not that happy. It is going to be 15 yards tacked on from the 34. That'll take it down to the 19. Oh, boy. I know I know he's upset. He, he might have right to be. I don't know. That seemed like a really late fumble. It looked like he was looked like the play had stopped and everybody started jumping around. Well and his kid who he's still upset about that Bergeron touchdown. He's 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 got some emotions there and and that, you know, turned the score sour for for his team. And he's got a little fight in him and that's I respect that part. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um well, anybody but, that knows my reputation with officials knows I'm all for it. But then, then the other side of it is you got to hold your cool. I mean, you just put Mama College in field goal range with that penalty, and you talk to your players all the time about keeping your cool. And it, it is a, a fine line. Trust me, as a coach, sometimes you're you want to stick up for your team and do all those things. But then the other hand of it is when you get the penalty or the setback, it's when it's all of, said and done, you're like, oh, you know, I'm, maybe a I I'm a hypocrite now. Boyer trying to hits Thornton at the three. He's in for the touchdown. Beautiful comeback route there, or back shoulder throw, or just underthrown, one or the other. But that was a long throw Boy, from the right that. hash all the way to the left sideline. He has lasered that throw, or lasered that particular throw, but he's done that out throughout his career. He's just gotten better and better with those kind of throws. Don't you, don't yeah, you get, John? I, absolutely. Absolutely. 19-yard touchdown catch as uh, Thornton caught it on about the two or three, and the defense just kind of flowed by. Let them drift by and then took the necessary two or three steps into the end zone. 29 to 6, pending this extra point. Alec Hessen. Snaps good, holds good. Kick is low and wide left. So happened. Hessen, Hessen, this is his first field goal, or this is his first extra point that wasn't blocked. So. 29-6, 23-point lead for the Scots here with 145 to go third quarter. We'll be back for the Farm King kickoff following the Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. Back here at April's Own Memorial Stadium, nice 
touchdown throw following the uh, 15-yard penalty that put the Scots at the 19-yard line. Oh, nice sand bound. And it will get oh, into nice the end zone. Yeah, a little uh, line drive squibber there. That, that felt, I felt like that could have went left just as much as it would have went straight. Yeah, that could have went a number of ways. It ended up taking the Scots bounce into the end zone. So it'll be out to the 20-yard line, 25-yard line. College now, yeah, 25-yard line is where yeah. they'll spot the football. You get a pick on where you want it. Do you want it on the inner half? Do you want, or, you know, which hash? So in this way? case, you get to choose yep. the hash or the middle. Yep. Does it got to be a hash or middle? Can you say I want I want two thirds of the way over <laughs> from there? You got to say hash or <laughs> middle. Yeah. Gosh, you always just difficult. <laughs> Options are endless. <laughs> Minute 45. That's my wife. <laughs> 29 to six. Scott's with a 23-point lead. Under two minutes. Here in the third quarter, rolling left is Smith. Pulls up and releases it down the middle. That's one of the, That's first, the first one. Yeah, first we've seen down the middle, and it's about a almost a twenty yard gain. Uh, buddy, look at this. No, no, no. Oh, my. Huh? He's, he's celebrating after a twelve yard catch, and the scoreboard reads twenty nine. Yeah, sometimes boy, nothing like firing a defense up more than if, uh, firing me up. I want, want to go tackling. What you want is to be kind of lulled to sleep instead of waking them up in this. I will this say this game. about Burton. Nice route, nice catch. Um, maybe he's trying, you know, as a leader, trying to fire his team up. Trying to fire his own team up you know, there a little bit. Yeah, that's true. You got some question marks here with your coach just getting a 15-yard penalty. Next play is a score. After a turnover, you, you a lot of your momentum has been removed. So let me let me take a couple steps back. After my emotions got Rethink the best of me. this whole thing here. First song is showing some leadership. That went right through the hands on that. Oh, As man. I say that, he goes off the field to Aaron Aaron Elliott Deerland. So second and ten now. Well, that was a would have would have been a huge gain, but I don't know. That has second and five to seven yards. He's had a couple go through his hands. You know what, Sean? Oh, today. Um, that does not have a catch on the season coming into the day. Well, I think we know why. Yeah, second and ten <laughs> from the forty-three. Brutal truth. Yeah, sometimes the truth is an ugly thing. A little flat pass out, a little wide receiver screen out to uh, trying to get the ball in full reads hands again, and not a whole lot there. Out to the 45, it'll be third and eight. Still a minute left in the third. 5'7", 136. Uh, What's the guy's name that uh, played at Texas? Had some good years with Dallas and Buffalo, and I'll think of it. He's from Texas, and he's just a little slot receiver, like what we're looking at here with uh, Cole Reed. Third oh. and eight, rolling right oh, is Smith. Hold going Being on. chased. Oh, no. And did he make the catch? They're going to say it's incomplete, out of bounds. Thanks, <laughs> made the call. That won't make Coach Pinterfielder or Piper any any more happy. Yeah, that's going to be down. incomplete. Fourth and eight. Down, yeah. yeah, I think so. You know the bad the bad part for Cornell on that is there's 34 seconds and they now have to punt it into the wind, mm. or they even get they just would have eaten the clock, or if you yeah. just get a play that's going to be I mean, field position I know in a 29-6 game probably is not going to be that big a thing, but for Cornell if you're going to stage any type of comeback, you know punting it away here and then you're punting into the wind no less you're going to get Mom's call a decent field position I would imagine. Oh, line drive almost blocked, but instead it's going to take a nice <laughs> Cornell roll. Why did I say anything? Out of about the 10-yard line, maybe 11 or 12, but I was looking at the uh, – I happened to, my gaze happened to be back on the quarterback on that last 
on that last incomplete pass, and Nick Serrano shoved quarterback John Smith almost over here to the front row. He just gave him a good shove after the play. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the, maybe the officials weren't looking at that one. So it'll be Scott's football, and they'll spot it at the 10, yeah, right at the 10-yard line. Should be able to uh, run the clock out in this third quarter after this play, barring any kind of incomplete pass. Boyer with two receivers to the left, one right, back to pass. Looking out to his right, caught by Bergren at the 22-yard line and up for a first down, another simulation sports in Mama's first down. I, I watched Scott Wood on that play. He looked like he was going to catch the ball as a <laughs> first and ten guy there. Chain gang we got over there. Leave it to Woody to be out there and show oh, Woody would have caught that and ran it in, you know. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Did a he, Woody dance or something. He, he was a power turner here back in the day, which I second, still find hard to believe. Second in the nation. I, I, Did you know that? I, I, yes. I've known Woody for a long, long time, and I keep telling him, I was like, dude, I can't even picture you as a punt return. He said, I was athletic at one time. Uh, end of the third quarter, Scott's lead 29-6 to over the Cornell Rams. We'll be back in one minute with the fourth quarter. Back here at April's Zone Memorial Stadium, first play of the fourth quarter. Pump fake by Boyer. Nobody open. Gets to the sideline and chucks it downfield. Oh, Almost intercepted, and Boyer took a shot, shoved out of bounds, similar to the way John Smith was, but that was uh, Roman West that reached down and helped up Boyer over here on the uh, Monmouth College track about lane four and almost picked off as it looked like Boyer was just trying to maybe throw that out of bounds and maybe get it to a receiver, but dropped by Nate uh, uh, Sabion Perez out of San Antonio, Texas. Cole Beasley is the gentleman. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know he could dunk a basketball? Cole Beasley? No way. Yeah. Wow. Oh, nice play. Nick Saint. he's got a first down. Out to the 35-yard line. Out to the 35-yard line is where they'll say he was out. little pitch and catch there from Boyer. All right, Sean Temple, I'm putting you in a defensive coordinator position. You got Bergen on one side of, of the field. You got Thornton on the other. I was saying you got Bishop. Who who are you going to take exactly, away? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's you, you didn't even mention Nate Thornton in that whole group. There's yeah, four I, receivers out there that yeah. are just – but just really, really good receivers. That that wide receiver room for the Scots is is a crowded one. You know, Thornton only has five catches for one thirty seven <laughs> touch. I'm not mentioning him at all. What uh, as far as um, class was well, a four yard gain for the Scots there. He's second and six from the thirty nine. Uh, looking at their classes, you got a senior in Thornton. You got a fifth year player in Ob Saint. Jack Jackson Berger's only a junior, and then Brendan Bishop's a senior too. So. You can have a couple of those back. Yeah, you have a couple of those receivers back. Straight ahead. Oh, still first down. Yeah, really close. Going to be a little short. Got to get to the 45. He's at about the 44, so it'll be third and one. The sideline judges are notorious for marking a yard short of what I mean, I think that was a pretty good mark there, but we've kind of seen this. throughout. I've had some questions. Let me put it that way. I've had some questions. Third and one. Boyer. Trying to get the Rams wow. to jump, almost did as they put boy they put Brendan Bishop in motion. Still plenty of time on the play clock, down to ten now, and they snap it to Brooks. Makes a man miss, first and ten. Out to the forty-eight yard line, a simulation sports in Monmouth, a first down. 
She's be nice to run off about five or six minutes of this game clock here. Yeah, I think you're right, and especially since you're in the win. I mean, uh, Cornell had a very good punt there last time out, but it, you know, we're not even talking punt game uh, right now. We talked about that with uh, Zelk out today. You kind of want to eliminate that and any short and, uh, you know, third and, or fourth and short, third and short stuff. I think you're going to go for it on uh, in this point in time in the game. There's Brooks powering his way into Ram territory down to the 48. Gain of about four there for for Mr. Brooks. He's probably knocking on the door. Uh, I was just going to look. 85 plus, maybe. I was just going to look here. Rushing yards for Brooks. 73, and I'm not sure if that last play there was taken into account. We'll see if it updates here in a minute. Second and five, gain of five. Brooks again. Can they get to about the 45, and that's about all they're going to give him. So it'll be third and three. Well, more importantly, though, that clock just keeps ticking. Yep. With every three or four yards of of offense or gains, I guess, you're looking at uh, that clock just ticking away at 30-some 30, 30 seconds every time. So that's, that's good. Good drive, and hopefully can sustain it with a first down right here. Those are the football sitting on the 45 of Cornell. Third and three with under 12 minutes left here in this fourth quarter. Taking all the time they can. Snap calmly. Boyer hits Thornton at the 40-yard line on a little slant route. First and 10 scots down to the 30-yard line. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the guy. That guy. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Why we got to throw to him? We got Brooks with 86 <laughs> right now, and I think that's pretty close to being up to date. what I said, isn't it? Yeah. You know, five plus. You got to be getting close to that 100 yard mark here. Boy, it'd be nice to get him over 100 yards again. Um, this would be one of those hard earned 100 yards. Yeah, he's this would be one you'd today. sleep well tonight with your 100 yards. It wasn't easy. Boyer looking out to his left, now under pressure. He'll roll left. He'll tuck and run and get to the first down, I think. Depends on where they got a nice little skip there at the end. Talk about 100 yards. He's over 78 now. Oh, yeah. For he's got uh, 79 or 80 yards himself. Yeah, it is. That's going to be a simulation sports and Monmouth first down under 11 minutes now to go in the fourth quarter. Monmouth College leading 29-6 to over Cornell. Trying to break out of a tie with Cornell for second place. IC was winning, uh, what was they, Illinois College was up 34 nothing at the half. So looks like they'll still be in a tie with Illinois College after today. Don't tell Coach. Oh, look at this. Look at this. <laughs> oh, flags are flying look at, look at everywhere. But Tyreek, uh, Nate Rulick had a hand on the back of Tyreek Tripp, which we've already uh, talked about the last several weeks. 6'1", 402 pound freshman. And Rulick had his hand right on his back. And, oh, no. He was in his hip pocket, Sean. He wasn't just on his hand. His and I'll tell you what, Tripp was getting out there pretty good. Yeah, he was. He got a little having a little fun with it out there. That was nicely blocked. Four flags just flew out of everywhere. Imagine that. Oh, it's gonna be a chop block. On oh. Cornell. Oh wow. Entire <laughs> trip. I don't know what move that was, but that was that was impressive. He's got some athleticism for that four oh two man, because I mean Rublik is a running back and he had his hand on him and he was Kind of following okay. along. Throw yourself on the defensive side of the ball, Sean. Oh. You're trying to find where Rublik is coming out of, and who can who? And Rublik gets going. He he's, <laughs> he's got a little fight in him, and and obviously a little center of gravity issue that you're just not going to be able to. 
come up and give him a waylay shot, but uh, pulling guard Tyreek Trip. I'd run the same play, <laughs> wouldn't you? Oh, Yo, you darn that right. That was fun to see. <laughs> it is going to be two Rublick, and he's in the end zone. Nate Rublick in from four yards out. That makes it thirty-five uh-oh, to uh-oh. six. Oh, we got a little bit yeah, of pushing. Yeah, we got we got hats, hats and flying. flags flying everywhere. It's not only flags, folks. It's hats flying too. The officials are throwing hats and flags. I don't know what happened there. I looked down to see, uh, was looking over the scoreboard to see how much time was left and missed all that uh, late shenanigans. Yeah, there's some extracurricular activities afterwards. Probably going both directions here on the call. Yeah, Coach Pilfer's out here at the uh, numbers out of the 20 discussing (laughs) things with one official. He's been on the field more so than this. And let's see how they sort this out. This is going to be an interesting conversation here. Has he not I'm sure been it's going to be offset. Has he not been almost to the hash about 15 times? Yes. Yes, he's still waiting on their decision yeah, here at about it, the 20. If it doesn't go his way, he might lose his. He's lost two years off his life as it is. <laughs> I'll see. I'm trying to find Coach Braun to see uh, where he's at here. He's down here at about the 20, but he's on the sideline. This is going to be an interesting conversation. All this is going to end up at being offsetting penalties. I'm going to have to open the store back up, Sean, and give these referees their, <laughs> their flags back. Get their flags. There has been some flags been thrown. Just go ahead and throw an order in. I am. Go I'm ahead putting throw an order in. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's get you 10 flags because I don't even think that would be enough in this game. Man, they're still discussing it down here on the I'll end throw zone. throw a hat in there. <laughs> I'm looking in the end zone, and there is – there's a uh, there's a couple of black hats that the officials wear. There's flags laying all over the place. Back in the day, you would have told Alex to clean up his room if it looked like that. <laughs> all the stuff on the ground. Yeah. It's like uh, I am going to pull. I am the age where I can pull this out. Is Tyreek Tripp going to be? He's got to come off with his helmet off. Has he maybe been ejected? Maybe. Oh no! I watched I watched him lead the way. Okay. To- well, I'd hope not. I no, mean, he's got his helmet back on on the sideline here. But yeah, he pushed. Uh, he basically made the lane for Rublick to get I'm in. I'm really going to show my age here. It looks like uh, disco demolition night at Comiskey Park back in the '70s <laughs> in the end zone. Yeah, wow. I'm getting. Yeah, he got the the uh, folks next to us kind of gave us the uh, grimace, like, no, no, don't go there. <laughs> And they're still sorting. Now they're over. There's three or four guys over talking. Three or four officials talking to Coach Pfeiffer here. And then they're talking to Coach Braun as well. What? It didn't look like it was that big a melee, to be honest with you. No. Yeah, but boy, they came in quick. Something must have happened quick because there was there was uh, flags and hats flying everywhere. Still trying to sort this out and. In some way, shape, or form. You might be right, though. Tyreek's taking a longer walk than probably. Yeah, he. He's. Uh, the you know what? On I the think track. he has a helmet repair. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. They're, sta- they're down here by Look the at Bob. Right, Bob. Here we go. We'll see what they have to say here. I don't know how this washes out. It's two. Okay. 
All right, so two to one. Cornell wins the uh, penalty battle there, two to one. So it's going to end up being a 15-yard penalty on the uh, Scots. One on the kickoff. One of those was on Tyreek Tripp, and then the other one was on the Scots. Uh, Mikey Benzia, who is uh, filling in today for for uh, James Conner. Well, I don't think Schroeder's back in there today. I think I see him down there in the street club. In fact, there he is, kind of gimping. probably why he's uh, right over there gimping a little bit. Why and Tripp's been getting so much time here yeah, on the offensive and, line. And Tripp's done a great job. Yeah. I mean, I've, and obviously he's an easier number to at 402, easier number to find out there. But more importantly, the blocks he's getting, he's got a couple pancake blocks and. Well, that kick there you go. Right Perked his ears up again. He said pancake. Now he's looking up here at the press box. <laughs> kick is good. It's 36-6 with 10-10 to go here in the fourth quarter. 30-point lead for the Scots following the Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff. Back here at April's Orr Memorial Stadium at a interesting last couple of minutes there. Ends up in a Ends up in a 15-yard penalty against the Scots. They lose the uh, penalty, the unsportsmanlike battle, two to one in that one. So they get the 15 yard penalty. So they're kicking off from the 20. Mr. Hessen. Into the wind, no less. Yeah, and into the Well, luckily, the, the look at the flag now. It's not doing much. It's not doing a whole lot. So they just get it on. It's a line drive kick. Taking it to 30. Oh, great kick in the bird song. Bounces. There's bird song, 40. Nice. Ooh, that's boy, better that's coverage there. Right there. Much better on bird song. And that is Moski. Yeah. Moski and Brooks both there. Nice job. Him, him in, because he had a full full head of steam there on that line drive kick. Now let's see how this last ten oh four goes here. See if we can uh drop any extracurriculars here. It's thirty six to six. It's pretty well in hand for the Scots. And I knowing both of us knowing um Coach Brown, as well as we do, the last thing he wants to see is this thing just get stupidly out of hand. Yes. But you also have to protect yourself, too. So we'll play action from Smith, rolling oh, right, man. fighting, and picked off at the 46-yard line, still on his feet, and Tomaski. Cannon Tomaski with the pick. It's just thrown right to him. How many times do you see this in baseball? A big play in the outfield catch, similar yes. to his tackle on the kick return. And leading off the next inning. Then he leads off the next inning with a home run, and in this case, an interception. Nice job by Tomaski. Then he had he had some intent, but his intent was going sideways. <laughs> he was coming at us for 35 <laughs> yards. Lord, yeah, I started getting nervous up here. Scott's football following a turnover. Now the uh, Cornell Rams have one. He could have caught that in went to a knee and done the same damage as what he did going. You're right. And, you know, who knows? Some chop block from behind to get somebody hurt. First and ten for the Scots. Two turnovers for Cornell. Didn't they have the fumble earlier? Yes. Fumble and an interception here. They'll flare it out. Caught by Gabe Ziegler-Harris. Lose one on that. Yeah, Bergeron's not happy with himself. I think, well, not only that, I think he did a good job reading that by uh, the defensive back and get the number on that K in the case, but yeah, I think it did a good job of reading that particular play. They ran they run that once and had the holding penalty, otherwise um, if we call last time, I think he had like 15, 16 yards on that catch, but I like how they're trying to get him more involved in, in that Gabe Ziegler, Harris Gosh, trying to get him the, more the involved. fifth receiver you'd have to worry about then. Or, you know, he can go back out of the backfield. Too. Yeah, true. Yeah, very true. Here's Brooks. He's going to get that yard back plus a couple. Oh, nice boy, run. Still moving down to the 45-yard line inside Cornell territory, down to the 46. 
So a gain of about five there. For, nice patient. Oh, that was more than five, about six or seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's down to the yeah, down to the 45-yard line. Okay, about 46-yard line. He's over 90 now, so let's keep an eye on that. And if I can get my screen to update here. They've got him at 93, but I don't know how many carries that's maybe yeah, behind. I'm calling Thornton here on a third and four. No Boyer further. calmly puts oh, it out man, there. He wants over Berger's head. Yeah, he's just so calm and cool. He he takes the snap and literally just stands there. Stay out there. Yeah, stay out there, Boyer. There you go. I like this. Fourth and four, or fourth and three-ish, fourth and three from the 45. Is this compliments your offense or your defense? You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's compliments right. both. Either way. Um, Put because, this thing away. Yeah, the defense is not allowed that much offense by Cornell today. The only big play. Oh, there you go. And free, free play. play. Looking out to his right. He's going to air it up down the sideline. Back on the throw to Nate Thornton. He's got it at the 25. First and 10 for the Scots. They will decline the penalty. And they'll move. Did they even throw a flag on that? They didn't. They didn't. Well, what we thought was a free play, and the Scots thought was a free play, ended up not being a free play at all. They must have gotten back. You and I have talked about this numerous times. They they couldn't have been more over the offside than that. Exactly. It'd be different if we were one end or the other. We had it right in front of us. It's a good thing thing, the play was caught then. The, The throw was caught. First and 10, simulation sports and moment. First down to Nate Rublick. Bounces out to the outside, trying to avoid a tackler and does not. He's up yeah. getting tackled back at the 29-yard line. That's a nice tackle by number 11. Yeah, it was. He closed pretty pretty quickly on Rublick. I thought maybe he closed too quick there. Rublick could have gotten by him. Yeah, Shanesy did a nice job of tackling there. Great job of tackling. Second and 12 or 13 for the Scots with. 7.30 to go, halfway through the fourth quarter, comfortably ahead, 36-6, to six, and driving again. Only touchdown on the board for Cornell was a kick return. Made it 9-6, could have made it 9-7. They missed the extra point. Would have been interesting. Or they made it interesting at the time. Rubik straight ahead. Maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe. Or the original line of scrimmage. Rubik got the... Start on this series, and then it's kind of funny to watch him come off the field on third down and long. Yet Brooks going in. Oh, he didn't get anything on that. So only third and twelve. Nickel package here. More more importantly, though, Sean, the, the time just keeps ticking away. Don't it's, you feel that? And that, I think they're in four down territory. They got two shots to get twelve yards here. And don't you feel that uh, Mama's College is saying, you know, third and twelve, we'll, we'll get the first down anyway. They just got that level of confidence in their offense. Boy, you're directing a little traffic here to Nate Thornton. And uh, what the heck? Timeout, timeout taken by the Scots. Well, the play clock was down to three, but it must have been something. Didn't like it. Like, yeah. like the play call, maybe. And, and that timeout's not going to hurt you either way. Might as well get the play call you want. Cooling in of Monmouth Water Break, where your first three months on any water treatment system is only nine ninety-five a month. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Orr Memorial Stadium, following the Culligan of Monmouth Water Break. Got a final score in from our game over on AM thir- or on Sunday, 97.7 WMOI, West Central. The Heat fall to Milford Cisna Park, 34-18, to an eight-man football. That gives uh, West Central their fifth loss, makes them three and five, so hopefully maybe get a win next uh, week. they, they got to count on the playoff points, and then that gets really technical when you're looking at that kind of 
advantage of getting into the playoffs, but uh, hopefully they get the win next week and they still have a, a outside shot of getting in. Third and 12 for the Scots, putting a man in motion. Now a draw play, or I don't know if it was a design draw, but Boyer is going to dive That's forward. Did he get it? He had to get to the eight. Oh, he, he got it easy. He got it, yeah. I guess he's inside the 15 there. <clears throat> yeah, he got it easy, and I, I like that run at the end. Now, was that designed, or did he just see it open up? I, I think so. I mean, he had probably uh, the luxury. Somebody had an underneath route there. I think it's obviously underneath. He could have thrown to him as well, or Bishop maybe it was. But anyway, nonetheless, he, he was running the football and has done so effectively today. 6.09, and the clock will continue to move as the Scots been eating some clock on this drive. They're going to have a four more downs here at least to eat some more clock. What is it? Probably around 95 yards, isn't he? I mean, that's some... Straight ahead. McCade Brooks trying to get to the end zone. He's inside the five. That'll put him over 100. So we get Boyer. We'll see. Let me get my. Uh, he's got to be close. He's at, he's at 95 plus. I know. He's got to be close to They've got him at. Uh, yeah, he's got a 95 now, but they've got McCade Brooks right at 100. This might be a little bit behind, so we'll see when it catches back up. But boy, that's a, that's a good day running the football. And what do we got going on? Another man down I, for yeah, Cornell. Hurt for Cornell. Well, there's two guys on a knee, but. 33 is Roman West, defensive lineman from Prior Lake, Minnesota. Minnesota. And we're going to have a, uh, as the teams go to their respective benches, we get this, get uh, Mr. West taken care of. 542 to go, 36 to 6. Cloud's kind of rolling into here, Sean. Uh, just as soon as get, I don't want to get my hair wet. Yeah. <laughs> I think I believe. <laughs> Uh, I got I got the sunroof down I'm here, with so you. that would be even worse. I'm with I'm with you. There's no way it's going to rain today. <laughs> right. I'm with you. Sun shines I, on you all the time. While our halftime interview was going on with uh, Dwayne Bonifer and uh, Professor uh, Professor uh, uh, Springer, I was looking at my uh, my memory popped up that this time in 2016 2017 we had a lightning delay here against IC. So we were just getting back underway. I failed to mention that oh, okay. while it was going on. Well, so. no lightning delay compares to that first game we had last year against Warburg here. <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing. Uh, I, I didn't think we were ever going to get that going. It's starting to rain. I see the folks across the way popping the umbrellas here. Yeah. I had to say something about the clouds rolling in, but that, you could tell it's kind of getting a little bit more dismal out there. All right, first in, or second in, second and two from the four. Touchdown. Straight ahead, McCade Brooks in for the Scott score. Puts him up over the 40-point mark. 42-6 to six pending the extra point. Or, uh, McCade Brooks in for the score. It is a Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. Nice little drive there. Eight some clock. Got a score at the end of it. Perfect, if you're a Scots fan. If you're a Scots fan. Hessen on for the extra point. See if, uh, haven't gotten word on uh, Mr. Cody Zelk, the normal kicker for the Scots, and he gets it. Hessen gets the extra point. I don't know what uh, the story is with, with Cody Zelk, the, uh, like I say, the uh, top kicker for the Scots, but Hessen's done a pretty solid job. As long as he doesn't get blocked, he's been pretty solid. Yeah, it's, and that's not necessarily his fault. Yeah, blocked. Right. I mean, he's had he's had the one bad kick, and then even the kick that went through last time, it didn't have that end over end 
had actually a spiral look to it, and uh, Carter Boyer, I know, was a little envious how, how tight that spiral was he kicked through there, but usually a kicker has that end-over-end mm-hmm. kick if you're hitting it right, and he didn't have that on that particular kick. Went through the uprights, that's all that counts. 43-6 to with 5.30 to go here in the fourth quarter. The Scots will be on the road next week. They are at Beloit, Wisconsin. They knocked off Beloit last year, 64 to nothing. Beloit was, what did you say, Beloit was beating Lawrence at the half in a, for a battle for the uh, bottom spot in the Midwest Conference. Well, Beloit, and, then Ripon, then Lake Forest, and then the uh, Turkey Bowl. And then Beloit um, played Cornell tough last year. Yeah. Or last week, I'm sorry. Last week, and you and I kind of kept an eye on that score just because just we knew we had Cornell coming up, and Cornell didn't put them away till very late in that game, probably the three or four minute mark. So, Scots have a streak of uh, wins picked up eight in a row there, over Beloit. Yeah, it has. In fact, uh, we got somebody. Yeah, we got some uh, umbrellas popped over here in the uh, bleachers as well. Let's hurry up and get this last five and a half minutes done. You got valet parking? I I do. Yeah, I do. That's, that's important in this kind of weather. I did not have during homecoming week last week. I could have walked home faster than my vehicle. <laughs> Ooh, and return straight up the middle there by the Cornell Rams, getting just short of the 40-yard line on a, a short kick there by Hessen. As the Ram offense comes out. <laughs> Cade Brooks goes in the end zone for a touchdown. Comes out and makes a tackle on the open field there at the full 38-yard line. Yeah, why not? I'm sure. I mean, it's jack of all trades. Many injuries as the scouts have endured today. It's all hands on deck probably about everywhere. Probably some of the issues we've seen with the personnel issues, trying to make yeah. sure all the spots are filled. Well, I, I I had the liberties of watching him play linebacker for South Fulton, and what he's doing on the offensive side for Monmouth College now, he could easily have been doing on the defensive side of the linebacker position. Straight ahead, Ooh, running right into pretty strong tackle there by the Scots. It looks like they've got some. Oh, I said bird song, but guess who that is? Your man. Yep. Is that Boo Boo? That's Boo Boo. Nice. I was hoping we get to say that. Yeah, I, I, I don't let you say it. <laughs> I'm looking to see who the Scots got here on defense. It looks like Nico Jackson, but uh, was that Nico that maybe. And Chandler. Nope, looks like it's be Nico. He's a running back. I'm like sorry. Derek Chandler's out there now, too. Nice. He's the old Mammoth Roseville product out there directing traffic from the safety spot there. I've been Atta impressed boy. with him on the kick kickoff. Um, he goes down. Just and, a hard-nosed kid. Man. Yeah, he has a nose hard. for the football. Yes. There's oh, a pitch to Gomez. And first and ten into Scott's territory down to the 49. As uh, Gomez. Helps up one of the uh, scouts. Good to see some sportsmanship there. Yeah, Zane Beebe got kind of pinned inside. That's not something you want to see uh, on the defensive side of things. Got to keep that outside hand um, free, just kind of turn it up inside. It was Joey Fiore. That's who I was looking at, number nine, not Nico Jackson. Joey Fiore, a junior linebacker from Decatur, Warrensburg, Latham. Play a little football at Warrensburg. Yeah, Latham. they're usually pretty good. Basketball, too. Yeah. Midfield, Gomez on first and ten. A yard, and that's about it, maybe two. Maybe to the 48 of the Scots as we're right at the four-minute mark. Yeah, with keeping the ball on the ground, I think Cornell just wants to uh, get out of this one without any more things going on. What's Cornell? We've looked at the Scots' schedule. Cornell heads to – they host the University of Chicago next week, so they've got – 
their hands full with another solid team in the Midwest Conference. Haven't seen the uh, update on the Chicago Rippin game. Was well, seven nothing early in that one for the Maroons of Chicago. And ooh, almost get first a strip down. from behind. Yeah, it's it a first down, but boy, somebody almost stripped it from behind on uh, Gomez. Oh, he's been helping everybody up. He has. I mean, forty-three to six, and you know, you've been getting hit by these linebackers from Mom's College and defensive linemen, and you're the one picking them up. I got to give you a kudos to that. As far as like you said, sportsmanship is kind of a lost art these days and, and I've seen it on Sundays. It's almost it's almost like here, let me help you up. You hit me. Like, yeah. Take that yeah. type of thing. Here, let sh- me help you up. Yeah, it's a showmanship <laughs> of I'm better than you let's just call it I don't know. There's a name for it. I don't you know. <laughs> Smith throws it out to Birdsong at the forty, coming up to make the tackle. Nice job. He's done a nice job. We talked about keys of the game and, and you know, number 15 today is done Andre a nice Barnes job. Filling in yeah, today. He's yeah. a great job today, Andre has. Uh, you know, had a, got his feet wet real early in the game, if you recall, um, that initial drive by uh, Cornell. But uh, as soon as he did that, he's made a couple nice reads and come up and made some open field tackles. Good to see him, repl- you know, as the replacement for the day for Albers and injured Albers. So good to see him do that. From Florida, Andre Barnes, Coral Springs, Florida. Second and eight, as we are right at about two minutes, the under two minutes after this play is completed. And Smith, the give, trying to find a hole, not much there for the Ram running back. I like how Tevin Baker uh, got that to go back inside in the pursuit of the defensive lineman. Nice job there. Adam Maxwell, he got the chance to help Gomez up that time. Third and six for Cornell. Well, yards there for Gomez. You find the uh, find it pretty hard find any kind of room to run. But Gomez average on the season, average four yards a carry. Probably not getting that today. No. He's had a couple of nice try or nice runs in this drive, but other than that, he's kind of been he had that draw play early in the second quarter, uh, late first. Other than that, he hasn't had much to. Third and six. Smith will look downfield. We're caught. First down. Gomez catches it at the 30, takes it into the inside the 25, down to the 24 with a minute three on the clock. So with the new set of downs, we'll see probably a couple more runs here and call this one. Turn out the lights. The party's over. Dogs are barking. (laughs) Ears are hurting. Pulling out. I've seen an old, old memory of Dandy Dawn. Dandy Dawn on the old Monday Night Football. He'd break into the, turn out the lights, party's over. Yeah, that's, boy, that was the voice I grew up with on Monday Night <laughs> yes. Football. First and 10 from the 24, taking all the time they can. They are going to throw it out here now. Flushed out to his right is Smith. He's going to slide Good at idea. the 20 yard line. Yes, because who is that that was bearing down? 31. Whoa. Ethan James. He Coming. was Really bearing down train. on Smith there. I I give Coach Pfeiffer credit. He's coaching till the end here. He's got his and he, they take and they took a timeout. Yeah, curious. I don't there. Yeah, very I, curious. I don't want to give him credit or discredit him because this game's over. But I, you know, tell your team they'll quit. I guess. And we had uh, we had a situation last night. Uh, Mama Rosa was up by a couple touchdowns and 
Uh, Orion, Orion threw the ball 55 times last night, completed 34 of them, and they called timeout to get a last-second touchdown in, and questions were raised. Well, the Foresters only scored another touchdown in the second half to make it 47-0 final. All that timeout did was let uh, let the college fighting Scott sideline get fired up. Is all that timeout right. did right there. A couple guys hurt. Their crutches are in the air. Everybody else is <laughs> jumping around. And... All right, second and seven. Smith looking at the end zone, lobs it up. Just out of the reach of the receiver with 20.7. That's going to fire the sideline up even yeah, more. Here's another play or two. Stops <laughs> the clock. I don't, I don't know of any. Any bad blood between Monmouth and Cornell in the past? It might have been might predate my time here on the PCSN, but curious that they would call that timeout. Still kind of stick one in here, and it's not a quarter's one thing. It's all. It's not. It's, yeah, this is. Yep. As long as you're ahead at the end of the quarter, is all that matters. And and the Scouts have won all four today. Ooh, yeah. I can put that in my column. Scouts won all four today. Yeah. Up to seventeen. Cornell stuck at ten. But there's this be their second loss. Can't have two losses at this point. They're gonna throw oh, one up open. in the end zone and there uh, it is. Pass interference I know, on the Scott. I know you're uh that's fine. I, yeah, with fifteen point five just distance. stop the touchdown. That's just half the distance is all that is. Yeah. You know, and, so and, if you're the Scots, I I do it every time at this point. Let them run out of time. Yeah. Well, it it's going to be half the distance versus in NFL it's down to the one, right? When, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Violation like yeah, that. that was well, that was towards the back of the end zone. Yeah, that's a brings it out to the one, but it gets them a little closer. Now they're going to take a couple more shots. I guarantee it. Oh wow, they that's a little bit more than that's not halfway. They did the whole fifteen yards, I think. That gets it down to the six. Holy cow! Wow. Huh. So it's not half the distance. It would have yeah. been at the uh, the twenty-one. That's a ten and a half, ten and a half yard line. It got it all the way down to the six. As you can hear, this Scott sideline still fired up, wanting to keep the Rams out of the end zone. Smith looking and throwing away. Good coverage out there by the Scouts with 11.9. That only took about four seconds, so they still got time for a couple plays here. I really hope the Scouts keep you, keep them out of the end zone. Now you do. I mean, it is 43-6 to six with 11.9. Are you going to onside kick it if you do score? I mean, yeah, <laughs> wow. That's where it gets ridiculous, you know? Yeah. And trust me, I, I, this isn't me being – him being a sore loser by any means, but what are you trying to accomplish here? It'll be second and goal to go from the six. Smith takes the snap, looks out to his left, and he oh. hit as he throws. Is that going to be a fumble? If it is, that's Scott's football. That's what's going to happen. You're going to get it. It is, boy. Smith got hit, and I don't think his arm was going forward at all. He he had her cocked back, but I don't think it ever came loose. Are they calling that an incomplete pass? Is the offense is staying on the field? I think they no. Nope, now they're coming off. Yeah, they recovered it and called a timeout. Recovered it and called a timeout. This is going to be a very interesting handshake line with 5.5 seconds. It is a Tinkham's Electric timeout. Is it their turn? Tinkham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor that you can trust, call Tinkham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tinkham's Electric.com. Very interesting uh, 
interesting end of this ball game here. I would do a zero coverage blitz here, and I'd make sure. <laughs> oh man, I would. Yeah, zero coverage. I mean, I, I I realize that Coach Piper's probably frustrated, but I don't think he's. It should be. I don't know what's going on out there. Should be frustrated with Monmouth College's sideline. I could see him being maybe frustrated with the with the guys wearing the stripes down there. Five point five. Here we go. Probably the last play. They're going to throw it up in the end zone and picked off. Did he come up with an inbounds? Nope. Out of bounds. They still get a shot here with point seven. And they're going to say he was out of bounds. <laughs> Is that Eric Grant running the clock over there? That's right. You got to let that thing go. Come I'm on. giving him a glare. He won't look at me. Look at <laughs> they still got a shot here with point seven seconds. I know Eric Grant. I'm, I'm just giving him, <laughs> giving him trouble here. It'll be one more shot on fourth down to boot from the what? eleven yard line. <laughs> Did they move that back to the eleven from the six? Yeah, the sack. The okay, the sack. Okay, right, right, right. right. Okay, now I was going to say. Well, I'm kicking extra or a field goal from here. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Point seven seconds. Last play of the ball game, we think. Unless there's a penalty. Smith under pressure. Oh, throws it over the middle. Incomplete. And don't no flag. Oh, All right. Flag. That is going to finally, finally put this one to bed. 20 minutes later. Geez, that was a long couple minutes there. It looked like the Scots had uh, ran off enough clock, and Cornell was content to run the football there at the start of that drive. Your final score, 43-6. to The Scots will stay in a tie, probably. We'll look at the uh, final score, but it looked like IC was comfortably ahead. It looked like they should be in a tie with the IC with a game behind. We'll be back in three minutes to uh, break down the rest of this, this ball game. We'll be back. Back here at April's Orange Memorial Stadium with some happy Monmouth College fans filing out along with some happy Monmouth College football players as well. After a 43-6 win over the Cornell Rams, the Scots move to... Where's my sheet here? They get they are now 4-1 and one in conference play, 4-2 and two overall as Cornell drops to 3-2 and two in, in the Midwest Conference and now an even 3-3 three and three overall. Uh, nice win by the Scots here. As we start the post-game show, brought to you by Lair's Collision Center at 734-1949. Lair's Collision Center, they've got something for everyone. All right, uh, uh, let's take a look at the stats. Brought to you by Spears and Spears Law Office at 201 West Broadway in Monmouth for estate planning, trust, and family law. What's the stats look like? That's kind of an O-hum game and 43-6 final. Of course, in a little bit uh, different weather than we've had. Uh, getting more like football weather, right? Um, but Tony Gomez, I give him a lot of compliments. He is a hard-nosed runner for them, had 19 carries, 61 yards. Um, and, and like we talked about, as far as, as far as sportsmanship, I give him the nod as player of the game for that just because he's getting knocked around. And, and not a bad day's work for yards to carry, but uh, you can tell he's, he's the focal point of their offense, but we held him in check. Uh, Boo Boo Browning, yes. two, two carries for nine yards. Daniel Abbasami Hammer, um, sorry if I butchered that name, one carry for two yards. Abbasamas. Abbasamas Hammer, there we go. John Smith was 11 of 23. Uh, he did have the one interception, almost had one to end the game for 111 yards, nothing much out of him there. Um, Birdsong, five catches, 35 yards. He did have the long kickoff return. Cole Reed, five catches, 19 yards. Godfrey had one catch, 27 yards. Leslie had one catch, 12 yards. 
not much offense. In fact, they had 55 plays for 172 yards. Most of that was coming on the last drive of the game that uh, they were calling timeouts and whatever, whatever to kind of, I don't know, get some type of set line. Um, but overall, the telltale of the game, the defense just took everything away from them, made them definitely uh, one-dimensional, maybe even zero-dimensional as far as that go, four of 12 on third down conversion. So total dominance by the, the defensive side. And I'm just going to give a special nod to, um, we talked about the defensive replacements today, uh, Andre Barnes Jr. He made a nice play at the beginning of the game, made a nice play there at the end of the game, uh, probably a half foot short of being an interception at the end of the game, walk-off yep. walk off interception. Right? Um, but more importantly, I liked how he played today, and he's a replacement. So we had kind of that as one of our keys of the day, keys of the game, and he definitely came through for, for the Scots. As I mentioned, 43-6, and what gave Monmouth those 43 points? 40 yards of total offense, or rushes for 236 yards, 23 of 34 for uh, another 338, 574 yards of total offense, which, oh, man, that's way shy of 720. <laughs> from last killing, it's killing their still, average. But still, <laughs> an outstanding number. And we, since we saw 720 yards last week, we kind of forget about 574 is pretty good, too. Um, eight of fourteen from third down on third down conversions. Um, Brooks one thirteen on twenty three carries. Had the one TD there late in the in third. Carter Boyer eight carries uh, ninety five yards, which most of that was getting big first downs on on certain drives. Uh, he was twenty three of thirty four for three thirty eight. Four TDs passing. Thornton eight catches one ninety one. A little bit shy of that two hundred yard mark, and he he had that one drop in the quarter of the end zone would have put him over the edge on that 200-yard uh, mark, but oh well. <laughs> Four catches, 36 for Bishop. Obstain had a nice day, caught a couple fingertip catches, three catches for 57. Bergeron, three catches, 37, and, had some, and two touchdowns. Had a great day of blocking, though, I will say that, with the little dump passes that, that we had going on. Um, Hessen did a nice job uh, with punts, you know, averaging 39 yards. Oh, you'll take that. Yeah, we'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Um, and then you had... Uh, Kevin Baker uh, had seven total f- tackles, three and a half for losses, and three sacks. Jeez. He was all over the place. Yeah. I'd say. The, uh, uh, normally, doing some game prep, I'll, I'll check to see if, how we rank nationally. And normally, it's always the defense. Always check to see how the Scots are ranking nationally defensively. I'm going to have to start looking up some offensive stuff here, how they're ranking nationally with, what did you say, 500 and – how many yards today? Totally 574. yards. Five seventy four today at seven twenty last week. They've got to be climbing the national ranks offensively. And it's the first downs. I mean, it's just drives. It's not big plays. It's it's drives. Thirty six first downs last week against Grinnell. Thirty first downs again uh this week. Well and, and we look at climbing the charts uh stats that you give me. Um it's kind of just interesting stuff. Not necessarily stuff we put on the air, but I am gonna bring this up. Uh Boyer has three hundred and sixty four completions all time and he needed two or i'm sorry three to pass rob long he needed five to pass brick when it went again yeah yeah rick Whittigan, yeah got both of those uh, surpassed those guys today he needed 20 more pass attempts to go fifth and he needs five more touchdowns to get alex tanny and he's a join alex tanny it feels like he hasn't been doing this rob for Lee, tanner malik and Anyway, to join the 50 TD club. Wow. He's one shy of that. Should get that next week, I would say, with how potent the offense has been. 
we probably wouldn't have mentioned his name that much as a sophomore, right? As a he, he, was the leader, he was the leader of the drive, I remember, against St. Norbert. Yep. And I called that game right here in this, this booth, and it was a play down the sidelines, and I believe he hit, uh, who did he hit on? The Farmington receiver. Um, Urez, Nate Urez. Urez yep. on a, about a 50-yard throw, right? Yep. Yep. And that kind of put his name on the on the map as far as quarterbacks go, and ever since then, he's taken over that position and obviously shared a few plays with Riley Federer last year. Uh, but man, has he done a great job! It just feels like he hasn't had the job for very long, and he's climbing career charts. Yeah, I mean, did you hear what I said, Alex Danny, Rob Perry, Tanner Malik? <laughs> that's that's uh, one Malik. of the greats that's wore red and white out on this yeah. football field. And then you have Mitch Tanny in there too. Uh, all those guys, and then you got Thornton. He's ten receptions for ninth on the career list, and two yards to pass Urez. Did that today, and then Thornton is also twenty-seven yards away from joining Michael Blodgett. Matt Shepard, Evan Hafner, Nathan Gaskell for the 2,000-yard club, which he did wow. pass that today. That's awesome. So I just want to bring that up because I was reading that earlier. I'm like, oh, man, some of those those accolades are going to actually go down some to, of the greats come to fruition today, and sure enough, they did, and great job by both of those individuals. All right, so we've uh, we've gotten our stats by Spears and Spears. I'll give you a score update from around the conference. Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. I've got those uh, – Finals here. What did I do it? There we go. We got Lake Forest on top of the conference at four and zero coming in. They're five and zero after a forty-seven nothing win uh, over. Uh, um, what did I say? It was forty-seven nothing over Grinnell. That uh, was only forty nothing at the half. So the second half must have went pretty quick. And you and I were both saying if Lake Forest could put up eighty, they could. So pretty good second half there by Grinnell. You think there's Gr- no running clock in college? So you think Grinnell called timeouts during their last drive <laughs> of that game? <laughs> Uh, I had to take my shot. Though. That's a good question. All right, Knox gets beat by uh, Illinois College, uh, 61-7. to It was University of Chicago leading Rippon in the third quarter, 14-6, to in an elimination game between uh, Chicago and Rippon. The loser will have three conference losses. That will be done. And then Beloit uh, beats Lawrence 34-17, to uh, extending a 2017 lead at the half with a couple of touchdowns there. So looking at the... New standings, 5-0 and Lake Forest. Illinois College drops to 3-2. Illinois College improves to 4-1. Cornell drops to 3-2. And, and Monmouth College goes to 4-1. and So it is now still still in a tie for second, but it's with Illinois College now. We went from a five-team tie to a three-team tie. Now we just got a two-team tie. Well, and, and like we, we talked about this before, yeah, the IC game was a setback. However, if you still do what you need to do as a Monmouth College uh football team and you just keep winning and control what, what's what's in front of you you're you'll come down to that tiebreaker thing again possibly i was just updating that as well yeah and, and it is 20 quarters led for lake forest 17 quarters led for monmouth college and 13 quarters led for ic so we're still winning the uh quarters led battle with at least ic with ic yeah exactly and then yeah We'd have to be. If we've learned. If we're looking this far ahead. Right. We've learned we not to take that for granted. We need to take, get some outside help, or we need to beat Lake Forest for four quarters. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. All right. We've got our uh, player of the game brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Who who you got in mind? Who's, well, who's I'm going to go. Old, I'm going old school on you. I'm going to do an offensive guy and a defensive okay, guy. Okay, I like it. Tevin Baker with three sacks. You got to give him compliments. Seven yep. seven tackles, three and a half for losses. Um, you just got to give him a game ball uh, of some sorts, just for 
what he did. I saw him turn a couple of different plays back inside. Uh, they got Gomez tackled at the line of scrimmage or maybe a short game. So he did a great job on his uh, defense presence, which I think established the, the fact of, of why they didn't have much on the yardage front other than that last drive of the game. So I give him a, ball, uh, a defensive game ball. And then Carter Boyer, I mean, we, we kind of put him in second place just because we think he's going to win a game ball every week for the stats he's been putting up. But uh, as I aforementioned, all the people he just passed uh, with completions and attempts and almost in that 50-touchdown club, which is uh, in, a, in a league of its own, I'm giving him game ball today, 23 or 34, 338, four TDs. Oh, by the way, eight, eight carries for 95 yards. <laughs> um, and, and really, we called his name a lot, and he did all this stuff, but uh, kind of displaced the fact he had four, was responsible for over 430-some yards of, of total offense. I like it. Those are those are great picks, and I, I can't think of anybody I would even even uh, consider giving it to. I like I like getting Tevin Baker a ball for sure. Uh, what a day he had! Holy cow! All right, my man. I will see you in a couple weeks. I'll be uh, in the booth with uh, Caden Rogers next week. You've got some uh, prior commitments. I'll see you against Rippin in a couple weeks. That sounds great. All right. All right That's, Sean. I'm Sean Temple for Brent Dugan. Your final score: forty-three-six. The Monmouth College Fighting Scouts beat the Cornell Rams, and also thanks to the aforementioned Caden Rogers for engineering today's broadcast. Folks, we'll see you next week.